Hello. Welcome. It's great to have you. Welcome home. I like to I like to consider Wednesdays or whenever you download this show, you've officially arrived arrived to home. My name is Sean, as you know. Uh, I am a fraction of the goodness that is Weekly Games Chat. We we come to you every week. Uh, but I am not alone today. No, 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 no. I do not walk alone. On not alone. I'm not alone. This is theoretically the last podcast we record for September of 2020. Uh, as when you hear this, it will be officially released as of the 30th of that September. But I am joined by what I consider the best fraction of our show. Jonathan, John, the man with the plan. How you doing, sir? I walk a lonely road, the only road that I have ever known. Yes. Don't know where <laughs> the song. And, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard that deep, sultry, silk voice. If only you'd seen... Him with just a mustache like I have in this past few weeks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are once again joined by the greatest ghost of all time, possibly. Ooh. Christopher J. What's up, buddy? And he definitely has a face for podcasting. <laughs> he has mm. got what they call the face for podcasting. He sets <laughs> the standard. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Everybody caught up on the boys? Yes. Oh gosh, they really turned it up this week. That's it, uh, for sure. It took me a minute to get there, but I I, I slid in just in time late. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what, I didn't know that one guy's superpower until it happened. <laughs> yeah, old Gers Patterson definitely has a, yeah. has a pretty solid superpower. Yeah. He'd be the Richard of Richards. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, when when men always threaten to choke each other out. <laughs> oh my god I would, that's, a good, that's a good way to do it did you guys know that's what it was as soon as it happened yeah i i, I, I realized it, i realized that oh yeah that's the guy i looked at it and i was like man what <laughs> limb is that that's kind of thick and then i saw the end and i was like wait do they make them that thick well and <laughs> earlier in the episode of course mm and um and uh, Frenchie saw that guy and MM made a joke about it, right? Yeah. And then during the initial, I guess, breakout, if you want to call it, no spoilers. We're just going to say that word. It's not a spoiler. Calm down, interwebs and podcast folks. Um, you see that thing. You mm-hmm. see it do a thing. You don't even realize you do. And then it culminates to that scene and you go, oh, my God. And you can tell for certain that he was <laughs> not he was not Jewish. <laughs> he is not Jewish. This is true. So, um, of course, that that latest episode came out on this past Friday. There will be another one Friday. We hope that we have fans that also watch the boys. I didn't know it was a, a comic book. Chris, it's, you let me know about that. Um, yeah. So you you lose five points for Gryffindor on that. No worries. It's fine. The moment the moment the first episode aired of the series. Within and I've talked to Chris about this. Within the first five minutes, mm-hmm. that moment happens, and they've just built on that. I just I love how graphic the show is. Yeah, everything explodes, Guts, blood everywhere. Yeah. They do not hold back, and I love them for that. It's yeah. nice because there's so many, I guess uh, you know, fandoms, whatever you want to call them. Like 
I guess sci-fi, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, based things like where you don't really feel like they actually represent what would be reality, right? Like for instance, like a lightsaber, you, you always see, you know, <laughs> like the idea it's cauterizing the wound or, or they don't really show that many, uh, decapitations up close, like in a way that they're gruesome. Right. We don't ever see like when Superman's using his heat vision, like what that would actually mean or say like being by the flash when he breaks the sound barrier, you know, like what that would do. So that's, that's what's made it something unique is like to say, no, 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 let's actually think about what this, like how horrifying this would be to be a regular person in this kind of world with mysticism. I, uh, I, I would definitely. So would you guys rather be a soup? Well, I asked this poll on the discord. And if you're like, what is the discord? We have an official weekly games chat discord that if you're not in it, you're not cool. You're not missing out. Um, simply search or send us, you know, a direct message on some things we'll tell you about later and we'll get you an invite to that discord. But I, I did a, a bootleg version of a poll. I didn't include like statistics, but mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, are you hashtag team super team? The boys. Um, yeah. I'm, I think I'd, I, you I might be alone on this one. I think I'd want to be a team soup. Um, well, only because I think it's, I think it'd be cool to have superpowers. Duh. I, but see like the way you phrased it and the way I think everyone took it is like, all right. In the, in the vein of the boys, who are you rooting for right now? It's for me, it's freaking impossible to like outside of, I guess, starlight to be rooting for the superheroes when you just see like they're all very, very flawed. Um, some of them seem to be trying to redeem themselves, but yeah, like, they, you know, they can't help it. And I'm staying away from Fresca. I'll tell you that much. Right. Uh, <laughs> Fresca. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, so that's, that's a big show. And I got to give props to Amazon that yeah. the way they film this show. For it's sure. Much. Tap notch. Let's hope the uh, Lord of the Rings show has the same yeah, graphical quality. Yeah, I went and looked. I just don't, I don't know how I saw the reviews for this show, but it, there was a lot of one star. So I went and looked at why people are um, speaking out. They're saying the show is great, but F you Amazon for releasing them one episode at a time. So the, the one stars you see are, are the majority that. So it's yeah. kind of their overall quality. Apparently. Uh, I was I was thinking it was due to COVID that that's why they were doing this, but apparently the show creator came out and said, "No, this was his choice. Like he yeah. liked the idea of there being the suspense of like you know here's the end, the classic TV thing like Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. End of an episode and here's a cliffhanger for you to yeah. think about for six days to to create some water cooler talk, yeah, water cooler talk for people in the office. But I'm like a lot of people aren't in the office anymore, bro. COVID, mm-hmm. COVID." The decision is definitely diabolical. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's probably healthier too. You know, you know. You're I don't ever mind it. Like if I really, really love a show, I'll watch it week to week. But I'm like for instance, like I haven't started Lovecraft yet, right, on HBO. But I know it's gotten a lot of praise and I know it's something I want to watch. I'm just like, hey, what the hell is whenever that? we Whenever we get to like where we have like two episodes left or something like that, I'll just binge one weekend. What is Lovecraft? Lovecraft is a series on HBO that sort of taps into the lore, the sci-fi lore of H.P. Lovecraft and ties that into his known racist animosity towards certain cultures. 
based my understanding of the show. Ruff's novel. Oh yeah, it is based on a novel. I forgot. Matt Ruff. Okay. Love was it Lovecraft County? I think is the name of the show. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's gotten a lot of. It, I think Jordan Peele's <clears throat> executive producing that. A lot of people, they're like we. When I pay for Prime and I think of everything, I don't want to think of a show coming out once a week. I want it right now. I want to binge. Sure. It yeah, is. I understand the argument. I get it. But you know, what are we I think do? I think Hulu broke me because I was watching things like, uh, of course, like Handmaid's Tale, and uh, even like when they did the uh, <laughs> they did uh, a mini series on the Steven Spielberg uh, 1963. Oh, many had a series, bro. And that was <laughs> that was weekly too. So like Hulu always does weekly and everything. So I've just I don't know. I've gotten used to it. And of course HBO. I wouldn't laugh at my mini joke either. I mean, why would mm-hmm. you? He's only a loyal listener, you know? I, I laughed. I know you did. Mm. Chris, Chris said, mm. uh, Chris, mm-hmm. <laughs> the day after that last voice episode aired, Roll Tide, SEC football return, <laughs> huh? Yes, it did. I, uh, Georgia was being Georgia. Well, yeah, that was bad. So Georgia didn't have the guy I think they want to be their quarterback. He comes back this this upcoming week versus Auburn. So that's going to be fun. I mean, the fact that Georgia and Auburn are playing week two for folks in the Southeast. So uh, weird. That's It's weird. That's supposed to be an end of the season game. Like, uh, usually, you know, like the the beginning of November, right? It's always the first two big games are always Alabama versus LSU and then Georgia versus uh, Auburn. Auburn, yeah. You it's think, crazy. You think the national title this year is going to have an asterisk next, next to it? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think I know what. I, I could see if people thought that, but because everybody's affected by COVID, I don't mm-hmm. think it's the same kind of asterisk when you find out that like a sports guy had like Lance Armstrong was juiced up during the Tour de France because like if it, it would be like if everybody juiced up and he still won, there'd be like a different kind of asterisk. Does that make sense? Since everybody's having to deal with COVID, they're having to come up with schedules. It'll have an asterisk, but it's not as, oh, you're really not the champ. You know, what I, mean, I mean, to me, especially like you think of the SEC, I mean, like if, if an SEC team wins this year, if yeah. you went through the grind of playing 10 or yeah, 10 SEC games, plus the and then on top of that, you yeah. won your conference championship and went and beat, you know, uh, two teams in the playoffs. Like, I don't know how you can't say that team's not deserving. I agree. Of a wasn't, championship. It, wasn't it Notre Dame who's got like 20 players with COVID? Yeah, they just had to cancel. So, you know, I'm just I'm just talking about situations like that where it's like, if well, they, our team got 20, yeah, that they, was. You know what, John? I was gonna say if they don't if they don't have a chance to make the game up that gets canceled because of the COVIDness, that was mm-hmm. some. I uh, think that was their big thing they were doing was like everyone's bye weeks are on the understanding of like, hey, if you you know, if you have to shut down for a week because of positive tests and stuff then you know that's what your bye week is then for we'll, we'll we will reshuffle the schedule as we need to to basically get everyone to play their Tighten games. That up. I, yeah. I love discord uh where we have to record now to maintain social distancing and whatnot uh simply because john is in a in an area where there's some high traffic from time to time he's like wide open <laughs> motor past the camera his <laughs> wife just did and then occasionally you'll see either his his beautiful dogs burgess or harper yeah there goes tucker 
Or and Tucker. That's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. But yeah. Uh, I had a, dude, I had one of the busiest weekends ever. I, I did not have a weekend, which I'm not complaining about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys want to like help me out, you know, so my back and legs are tightened up, you know, just say, yeah, I know. What, what, what do you need? Just some lifting, you know, <laughs> just hanging out and some lifting. It'll be fine. I can um, lift my TV onto this mount. Yeah, I got to help you do that. If you yeah. want me to do it today, maybe I'm your friend. I'll oh, be. Oh, you're mounting it? Yeah, I yeah. got a new stand that has a mount. Welcome to the club. Shout out to uh, yeah. who was it? Best. He got it from Best Buy. We are not sponsored. Um, but I like I like to report things when things are good. You know, um, he got it a day early. And yeah, it was supposed all to be here tomorrow. Box. It's all in a box. It's supposed to be here on podcast release day instead of it being here on record day. So yeah. I got off at three, and basically that's what I've been doing the last whatever. Have you what, got what, what, I missed it. Totally missed it. What did we get? What did what did you get? TV stand. Oh. So yeah, when you said is he mounting it, he's mounting yeah. it on a TV stand that has Yeah. You know, so it's not something hanging on the wall. You no, I have no desire to get a stud finder and 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 drive into the wall of my apartment. You, just, in theory, you could because you could you could you could patch up the drywall. When yeah, you, well, they wouldn't mind, but at the same time, that's extra work you got to do. F yeah. that noise. Say it with me. F that noise. Wow. It, really, it really opens up the space, though. Yeah, John. Um, switching gears a little bit. I just looked up at my pops that I have sitting on my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend, my my real life friend. Uh, you may know him by Adam. I call him Cam or Adam. Mm-hmm. He sent me a link, John, of new Star Wars Rebels Rebels pops that are coming out, um, which is pretty dope. I'm going to forward it to you. Is Thrawn? Um, Thrawn is not. Remember, he's already been released. Yeah. A couple of Ahsokas. Uh, someone was really good ones. Someone was recently asking me when, when that was coming back. I don't uh, know soon. I don't know when. Though. Star Wars Rebels? That's yeah. not coming back. No, it's or not. Whatever. Whatever the new. What in there? Like a new thing coming? Mandalorian. No, no, no. I mean, like animated. Like an one. animated one. I don't. Not that yeah. I've heard. Oh, you'll be schooling me on that, which will be kind I of sad considered I'm a Star Wars fan. That was. I, I kind of just said like I don't know, but if it could be soon, and right, yeah, so it was like the one Star thing Wars? I know is Mandalorian. Uh, Looking forward to it. Let's see what comes up. Series 2020. Uh, it's only in, from that initial hit. It's only showing me uh Mandalorian. Okay. And that's probably going to October 30th. That's, so that's going to be the main one that comes up. Well, I'll look into it. But if there is something else that's coming out, I mean, I know. Like, just watch Mandalorian one division. You'll be fine for the year. Yeah, you'd be great. And, and play. Uh, <laughs> If you want to be in some TIE fighting action, play that Star Wars game that's coming out. <laughs> coming out next, deal, man. Coming out next Tuesday, I believe. Uh, Friday. Oh, is it Friday? That's right. Yeah, it was 10-2, wasn't it? 10-2. It is in VR. Mm-hmm. That, that could be what gets me. Just saying. <laughs> but how, how long are we at, guys? Do you think this is a satisfying enough intro? We are you always at, leave me satisfied. We're at 13 minutes. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know. Yeah. What we do? do you need know. more time to think about the topic, Sean? No. So our, it's funny. <laughs> our, I might. <laughs> it's like hard because there's like, unless you're going to go watch Tenet, there's no new movies to talk about. 
No, there's no movies. Football's here. Like we said, roll tide. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I, I don't think anyone wants to hear me talk about Gemini, man. I watched that this weekend. No LSU fan <laughs> wants to bring up Mississippi State right now, so I'm not going to do Oof. that. LSU? I'm not, not going to do that. Uh, I think I, th- I think I'm good. Um, my weekend review was was DJing like crazy, watching the boys, watching football. All I did this weekend was like watch football and, and like walk. Was, <laughs> hey, was two things. By the way, did your chicken curry come out great today? As always, it did. It always comes out pretty solid. I One think. of these days, I'm gonna have to get like a little side of that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, a little side piece. You'll be like. I don't, I don't know. I've never had chicken curry. What? I would not. Well, let's put it this way. If I was going to introduce you to chicken curry, th- I would not introduce you to this. This is passable chicken curry. John knows where I would take you. Mm-hmm. It's good. So, Do we need to make that happen? I need to call and just be like, yeah, we do. I don't know if you're allowed to, but if you could just reopen the buffet. So, so Chris and I, there's a local spot, John, that uh, mm-hmm. the owner recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned in April ish we might can go there for him. Mm. Um, you and me, you and I may have to go beforehand because I kind of mm. want some of their spring rolls. <laughs> maybe in April. Oh I can yeah, I, I'd forgotten that happened. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe sometime in April I can finally have something with rice again. That would be nice. <laughs> today. I, I got uh, some. I got a bento box from a uh, Japanese cuisine and sushi restaurant. No wasabi. No samurai. Huh. And uh, the bento box is a traditional Japanese lunchbox, right? So I got a filet with some fried rice, and then uh, it had the sushi in it. Oh, my God, the sushi is so good from there. Where did you get this? Samurai, downtown. Downtown? Yeah. Samurai. If you've never Broadway. Been, we should go. Is that Samurai? Is it called Samurai Sushi? I believe so. Uh, in theory, I don't think it's called just Samurai Sushi unless they incorporate There was a Samurai Sushi close to PSA. I think that was that Samurai was, two. That, that was Sumo Sushi. Oh, um, you're right. That yeah. was, that's right. Yeah, this one was called Samurai it. Japanese Cuisine and Sushi. Nice. I did go to, so we have a new thing downtown called the Banks Food Hall. Yeah, you were telling to, me about that. Yeah, yeah, I went to that this weekend while I was walking. and uh, Sounds like a soup. Pretty, nah, it's, uh, it's the dudes who did you know, Nonick downtown people will love this. This is just everything that they really need to know about in life. But, uh, it's, uh, it's those guys they set up in like, I think so far they've got four different food kind of stands or, uh, like one of them is a poke bowl place. One of them is really, really good Southwestern Mexican food. Mm. Um, like I got a, a bowl salad combination thing and it was, it was, it was top notch. Mm. Good stuff. Little little expensive. You're gonna pay mm. for you know the local and high quality, but totally worth it. Worth checking out. And there's an Italian ice place. Y'all are making me hungry. Right. You, to wanna to, uh, you wanna you wanna go get a Chipotle bowl later? No. Now we're up twenty. Yeah, minutes, I know your wife's cooking. I know. I know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I kind of kept up. We're we're good to go now. We talked about some local food <laughs> that no one's gonna know. Uh, exactly. Unless you come visit us when we do our our meet and greet. <laughs> um, we don't plan to travel on our meet and greet. You got to come to us, <laughs> right? <laughs> the worst kind of meet and greet ever. And even then, we're just going to send Sean with two iPads. That will be, be mine, John. Be yeah, we'll wrap this topic. I have literally no. Uh, you'll see what it is. It's an it's a list per 
per person topic this week. And I don't know the number of what I'm going to put things at yet. Yeah. But when we come back from break, you need to have it down because we don't want to give the audience the impression that you just sort of. I, I struggle with this all, no, all week, all <laughs> really? the last couple of days. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I know what I want to put as number one. I think. Does it deserve it? For, to me, it does. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> You're trying to call out VR games again. I don't like your attitude, sir. If I want to call out Moss as my favorite game with this, uh, see, almost go do the thing. Well, do now the- you just you spoiled it. All right, let's go to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to congratulate you. You've made it to the topic time for this week's episode. Huh? You did it. We're Uh, here. We are here. The topic for this particular episode is our top games, our top three games from the current generation of hardware. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, what, and I may be popping this on you guys, but I Googled what's considered the current gen software and and believe it or not the um the folks out there that are official they include the wii u because it was released in 2012 2013 mm-hmm. and in 2013 the playstation 4 and xbox one come out right the switch comes out in 2017 so nintendo technically has two consoles in this home generation current gen I, thing so i dispute that because to I, me I that's not their current gen console i, I agree yeah, I kind, of, I kind of agree. But just in case, John, you were struggling and you had a Wii U game on there like Zombie U. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful 101, specifically the Wii U version. You're good. Hang on, on. got to scratch some stuff out. But yeah, um, we're kind of pivoting into new consoles, new games, new all kind of stuff. Sean. So we thought, yeah. Six weeks today. A day from yesterday for for uh those listening i will have an xbox series x unless you get a 3080 and i, I get to have the series x let's just right? be honest he, look he he probably said that when he had a couple of beers in him he he's not gonna do that most, don't you dare think that, that chris is gonna do that <laughs> if i could get a 3080 i would do it see but i just i'm i'm losing hope by the day that i will see a 3080 before july of next year <laughs> so. just, just get the 3090 he can't find one of those either plus did they, it's, did they it's really so not it? worth it it's like the amount of increase you get it unless you're like doing animation or some high level of processing which even then i don't even think you'd use a graphics card for anymore aren't like, you working just, on a, reason. aren't you working on an anime right now chris course can the uh, pivot table pivot table the anime tables can the uh 3880 handle the uh vr hub oh yeah good deal (laughs) nope nope all righty not going there who Uh, wants to be all right so what we'll do we won't we won't bust with our number ones off the jump we'll start at number threes well Hmm. sean just a thought before we do this does anybody have any reflection of the previous generation 
I, uh, my what, overall what impression, this, you know, what did this generation mean for to you as far as what stood out to you, what the things that work, you know, like what, what can we say previous generation PS3, Xbox 360, you know, you could say one of the advancements of that generation was the advancement of online games with Xbox live, things like that. You keep going. You're doing great. So I'm just saying, well, I mean, do, do we have any my, thoughts on my big thing with achievements were pushed forward during this generation? My big thing with this generation, honestly, when I think of it now, and especially in a technical terms, is it to me, this shows that this generation, I think, was held back in the end to some degree based on the fact that we got away from our usual five year standard, right? In the previous generation. Like when you think that the Xbox came out in 2004 or 360 came out in 2004. And the one came out in 2013. It probably should have been right. Like 2009, 2010, we got new consoles. And then therefore we should have been getting the next series in around 2015. And then now here, another one, 2020. And what happened instead was you had two companies, I think put out the best consoles they could in 2013. And then literally within the next two years, technology had changed so much that I think unless you were just making a PC only game, which is a very rare thing, you know, a very special type of game that's getting that where it's not something just indie, but like something that's a triple a game. A lot of things got held back and that's why we had to see in 2016, two new consoles come out to at least try to hope to correct some of those issues. And I think as we go into this next one, there's about to be a huge leap. If you're not a person who made the switch during this generation to PC, and I think a lot of people did because of these things, like you're about to have a just mind blown moment. The moment, the first time I think you fire up a PS five or an Xbox series X or even a series S because they're going to move so much faster and be able to do so much more. So, you know, that's, that's the one thing, but regardless of that, I do think, it showed that developers still have the great tools to get the most out of a console. Because I do think these, these developers, this generation sucked everything they could out of these things to to make some of the best games out there. I I just remember how excited I was to get a PlayStation four. I remember that I remember the night we were playing a game on PlayStation three and the crew that I was playing with, we couldn't believe that at midnight that night we'd have our PS4s. And I remember when we got home and we un- unboxed everything and we put the same game in on the PS4, how it just was better. And to kind of piggyback off what you said, Chris, when we if we do something like that for these new consoles, it's going to be like, oh my God, we're going to instantly know how much power these things have. I also, I vi- you know, one of the greatest memories I have was the that investor's video call or however we watched the Nintendo switch being announced mm-hmm. remember because of the time difference. And it was, it was for the investors that they were showing all this stuff to. I'll never, I, I don't know how excited I'll be for anything else, but I, I seem to always get very excited when Nintendo brings out their next Nintendo thing. And I remember that video they showed of all of the Nintendo stuff and that what they were doing was leading up to how it all got to the switch. And I remember being so excited when I saw the switch and I remember how they kept doing that, you know, the switch thing on stage and 
that was cool. I mean, that's that's more recent. It was like like we say twenty, probably the end of twenty sixteen that we saw that, and it comes out in twenty seventeen. So, mm-hmm. uh, my my memories for Xbox, believe it or not, Chris uh, mm-hmm. is playing Forza with you. Forza was a blast. Forza yeah. Horizon. That yeah. was that was really fun. I remember that vividly. And then of and then I just when I do play the Xbox Series X, I would say for this generation, I mean not the Series X, the um the one, uh it's not it's not my go-to console this this go round. Uh, but I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I I can see how it's funny. I can see how Microsoft is is even with this current console putting new software in that's kind of gearing them ready to get you into the interface of the series X and what experience that's going to be. So it's kind of cool to, to have these current consoles and seeing them at the end of their, you know, lifespan, if you will. And, uh, knowing what's on the horizon at the same time, it's very, it's, still haven't played that game. Wink, wink. Um, Silence. Let it sit for a minute. Has number he? one game. What had? I could not do that in theory, right? Plus, it's very, it's very Ubisoft, kind of repetitive. It's, it's a, it's, it's fine. I'm excited for the second one though. But you know, that's where we are, John. That was really good to you of you to bring up. You know, this is that's why you're the best editorial staff in the land. <laughs> I'd put you up against anybody, IGN included. Let's do it. Mm. Let's do it. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think, I think the, I think the customer has spoken in regards to the length of a console generation. I think that during the PS3, 360 era, I th- I think we found that consumers really liked a long generation. I think in general, they, they, I think they come to appreciate it. And to be honest, I mean, I I know their differences and you can see differences in the, in the graphical power of the machines to a point, mm-hmm. but we're now in the realm of the game loaded faster. That's next gen. I mean, that's what, that's the kind of conversations we're having about the Xbox one and uh, I'm sorry, the Xbox series X and the PS five, not how it looks, but um, how many frames per second it'll be, or, you know, the the game launched in three seconds as opposed to 20 seconds. And well, that, that's, that's important stuff. That's, that's gen that's forward thinking stuff. And I don't want to downplay it, but I'm, you know, to me, I think, you know, we can all agree that PlayStation killed it this gen. They absolutely killed it. Mm-hmm. But from a more analytical perspective, I think that, I think that Microsoft pushed the industry forward. I think, you know, just like Xbox Live, you could say from the the previous generation, I think we might look back on this generation and go Game Pass and things like it were the innovation, were the things that I agree. The concept of putting games in your hand and more people playing games like, you know, Phil Spencer came onto the scene and he said, why can't consoles connect together and play games? What does it matter what console you have in your living room? I think these are the type of things that Xbox has done that while they didn't win the boxes in your home, they won in regards to pushing the industry forward in a very <laughs> tangible way. <laughs> see what you did there. Uh, uh, go ahead, Chris. As, Sorry. As far as getting back to it, when I say 
before like the ambition you're right in the sense of like i think the thing that people will notice first is speed you're all right about that john like that's going to be the thing day one everyone gets but the thing that they don't think about is how much this generation was held back because things were running off of a mechanical hard drive instead of an ssd like just sure. how yeah. much you could render in a world right without the system breaking because it's too slow and it's just mm -hmm. it takes too long to do you know and that's that was the thing that got held back this generation. I think you're about to see this next generation. Now that's going to be gone where, you know, the only person that has to worry about that now is the poor person that unfortunately is only putting in a mechanical hard drive on a PC. And I don't know why you would build a PC in that manner anyway. Storage. Um, just don't, <laughs> I'd be like, don't do it. Just at least get yourself like a 256 yeah, gig. You have an SSD uh, or uh, you know, <laughs> SSD. No. Something. Not an but, SSD. Um, the other one. The little one I got. What's it called? Yeah. The little guy, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't MVME. know. Yes, one of those. Yeah. Maybe one of those. Um, <laughs> but as we go to this next one, like the idea of like draw distance and the number of people that you can just easily put on there because the computer can process it so much faster and load those assets so much faster now. It's... It, I think that is going to be the thing that feels very much a generational leap. And everyone like you played destiny said, that's why they went to PC because it just felt like it felt like a completely different game for a lot of people once they got on there and they well, could uh, play this game at 60 frames and it loaded so much better. My draws distance is from my hips to the flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Do we just um, do a random drawing for who goes first? How are we doing this? No, you're going to go first. Ouch. Okay. Do yeah. we go around the horn for threes, the twos, the ones? Yeah. Or do you want to? Yeah, okay. Cool. Okay. And mine. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Shut up. It's my time. <laughs> my number three. <laughs> you. <laughs> you can't do that here. You don't know. You don't know. You have no power here, you Grand Gandalf Stormcrow. I told you to let me play this. Stuff. Sorry, I, I'll just do that. That's my number three. Fucking oh, damn. Now I got <laughs> uh, but uh, my number three is now apparently going to be Lord of the Rings quotes. That was my number three of the generation, guys. Hey, uh, no. So I, I messaged Chris privately and I said, Hey, you know, this is gonna be the topic this week. He came up with <laughs> it, made me laugh. So I need to share this. Number three, Microsoft Age of Empires 2 remaster. Number two, Microsoft Excel. And number one, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fanboy, fanboy. That made me laugh so hard. It yeah. was really good stuff. I did that because John tries to say that Microsoft Flight Simulator is just a game that runs off of Microsoft Excel. That's because he can't play the game right. He can't land. He doesn't know how to fly. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I wasn't he can't dream it was like that, I can. It was that uh, Conquest Crusader Kings. Oh, That's yeah. the one that I said ran on a spreadsheet. Mm. listen chris is an analyst so to him you know pivot tables are games okay so it is right. what it is. they really are especially when you start color coding oh man, I guess oh, man. um number three chris what you got buddy my number three uh if you told me even when the game was announced did i think it would be on here no um it's probably the only one that i think the listeners will be maybe a little surprised um because i think everyone 100% knows my number one. And probably after you hear this, you'll know my number two. Uh, if you Evolve. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, 
VR Chris is here. Wait, um, no, but no. no, my number three is a uh, God of War. Oh, damn. far. I was not gonna say that. Oh. Uh, there is no game that when it came out, like look once, especially what was it? God of War? Uh, was it Ascension? Right. Mm-hmm. Once that came out, I mean, like three, I was already kind of already on my way out where I was like, okay, I think I'm done with this series. It's just not doing it for me anymore. It just kind of feels like I've had this moment before in many series in my lives. Like uh, our buddy friend of the show, Mike D always, he's gotten really hype on like the dynasty. I don't know Mike D. I do know uh, Ryan leaf of the show, but I don't know Mike D of the show. Right. Ryan leaf. uh, He, he really has gotten into the dynasty warriors and because of high rule warriors and things like that. Right. And he's always trying to get me to play him. And I'm like, look, it's not that I, if you're having fun, that's awesome. Cool. It's just that like, I had that moment where that was the coolest thing. And eventually it just got to a point where I was just like, I've done this game and I've played three versions of it. And it just didn't feel like it was evolving in any way that felt yeah. like I need to go back to it. Um, or this game, you were totally out on God of War. You used to make fun of Kratos's anger, yeah. his voice. Yeah. And like, things. I honestly cannot think of a series that I thought was done with as much as this one. And to their credit, uh, those at Sony Santa Monica, they, they really brought me back in to where it just, it hit on so many notes. I was like, Oh, finally, this isn't something that just feels loud and at times sarcastic or whatever bombastic it was it was quite like, you know, it was like these big long periods of quietness with very, very intense, close conversations between two people that have very conflicted feelings about one another, but do have love for one another deep down. And kind of like me, you know, but then like getting to very loud (laughs) moments based on the rage that we know Kratos has within him and things like that. And it was like, all that was so cool. The fact that they were able to reimagine this from, you know, a game that primarily had been, okay, you're going to go through, a level and this is going to be this type of level right and you're going to do these kind you're going to get a skill and do all that and then you'll go to the next level and we'll have cutscene or whatever to instead like say okay we're going to kind of transition to a kind of open world game and again like I, I, I imagine that the game is somewhat held back from technical limitations because it looks so freaking good and plays so freaking good that like it couldn't be very populated but man, does it feel like it has a ton of personality in it. Um, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago when PS5 was finally doing their price reveal and everything, you, you know, I knew exactly why at the end of that press conference, they showed probably the most basic of teasers that you can show, right? Like just have Kratos say words and then a logo. Don't even show like you didn't even go to the Elder Scrolls part and at least give me a cut of some like territory or something like that. You know, you just you just said the name and then put a date on it. And it's because I think this is going to be a system seller for me. And like for a lot of other people, like I'm don't think that game is coming out in 2021, but I, I do know I need to probably try to have a PS5 by the end of 2021. Yeah, just so that I'm ready for it the day it does finally drop, and I'm not scrambling to try to find a you know console or whatever. But yeah, just like the voice acting, the combat, you know, that axe throwing that axe, and then calling it back and watching it slice through an enemy, 
while it does that is one of the most satisfying moments in a video game I can recall from any generation. So that's twisted, Chris. Yeah. That's what serial killers say. Well, it's just like when I watched uh, a train run through that girl in the first, I was like, this is freaking satisfying. (laughs) It's been two years. (laughs) First five minutes of the show. Yep. Um, That's very cool, man. Yeah. Like I like that number three a lot. I mean, I like it a lot. Yes. Uh, John, you're number three. Well, God of War might be in my list had it not been for that atrocious fast travel system. It was awful. But <laughs> so funny. So I, uh, I was. I think I'm good with this choice. I, I think you know, it's, it's not. It's not that it couldn't change tomorrow. Yeah. But for now, it it feels like you know if there's one is if there's if there's one game that gave me a nickname, which is oh my uh, god, it's Division Two. It's Division Two. Oh my god, Division Two. I, I I have to. I'm kind of looking at this list with how much I was just invested in the world, how much time I spent with a game, that kind of thing. That's a big part of why why I have the, the this game on my list. I've played this game across PlayStation 4 and now I'm continuing to still play it to this day on PC. Um you know it's it it's just it's it it just has the right sort of gameplay loop that has for some reason just sucked me in. Yeah, uh, you you're very good at the game. Uh well surprisingly <laughs> <laughs> that's fair uh they have this i mean they've got they've got this new thing coming out um i don't know if it's out yet but it's it's called a hundred a hundred flights a hundred levels in a tower yes so basically going up the building on a hundred a hundred levels and i'm like give me that that's like die hard <laughs> that's die hard it's like the horde mode on exactly. uh, I was about to say, it sounds like a really clever way to do horde right yeah, yeah super awesome and it's the first time i've ever taken an avatar um, and it really, I, I love this. My, my avatar, as best as I can make it, looks exactly like my wife. Your you know, wife. I am just, I'm just killing, destroying everything in sight. Yeah. You're a Rambo. Yeah. You're like totally BA at that game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th- that game has given me so much for my money. I mean, and anybody who wants to give it a try, it, I don't think there's ever been a, t- a cheaper time to play division. I mean, that game is always on sale. It is, you know, Division under, Two. Most, yeah, Division Two. Most of the time, it's under ten bucks these days. It's, but um, they keep put, adding new content, and it's one of those. It's one of those uh, games as a service things. Like, there's been a few of them out there that have that have that were have been successful. You know, like Anthem. Just kidding. Like uh, uh, Destiny. That hurt. But uh, you can, you know, Destiny. A couple of games like Destiny and this one have been. Um, have have maintained audiences um so yeah i am very proud for today to say division two is definitely in my top 10 but for certainly for certainly today is number three tomorrow it might be dying light who knows <laughs> if that's for the record not, if dying light's not in your top three uh which you may have just hinted i'm gonna be absolutely shocked for the record division <clears throat> two is the opposite of a nintendo ip and that is always on sale drastically wow i don't know what just happened i felt like there was some hate and some shade that was, that was, shade. That was some serious did we, did we dropped shade on him having god of war so low no we didn't 
No, there's no. a there's a reason why I love Ubisoft, man. They put their it's games your, on sale. It's your list. You do what you want. We give you the platform to talk about your list for a minute, and then he throws shade. Well, um, my number three so uh, <laughs> comes from the console that launched the latest in 2017. That would be the Nintendo Switch. And it is not the Breath of the Wild game that everybody thinks is the best game on uh, Switch. Super Mario. My number three game for this generation is Super Mario Odyssey. No! I, I thought about that one hard, Sean. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a classic Mario game that we saw teased in 2016 uh, during that E3, I think. Or the E3 after, I can't remember if it was after the Switch's launch. It wins like all these awards. It's like best of show. People love it. It's Mario. There's something about him that you just you can't help but like. Um, you guys, you got we both, we all three played and beat this game. Uh, the introduction of Cappy as a mechanic to help you on your adventure is another just ingenious way that they they make Mario. Um, I mean, think about when they brought in Yoshi all those years ago, right? This is, it's been an ongoing thing when they introduce a new game to Mario. And then the story, it's so, it's so whimsical and Mario. And it only could exist in a game like Mario Odyssey where, where Bowser snatches up Peach to get married and Mario has to save the day. I mean, I, I'm, I, I my first game uh, that I ever played was Super Mario Brothers on Nintendo. Uh, I played uh, Mario World forever when I had my Super Nintendo. Like Mario's my jam. It just it just is. Uh, and I, I I remember vividly playing Mario Odyssey and smiling the whole time. Like that <laughs> New Dawn City is a highlight. It's it's totally a highlight, right? Uh, that boss fight at the end of New Donk City is like oh my god. The first time you throw Cappy onto like Bullet Bill, you're like. I can control a bullet bill and, and uh, this is awesome. Um, Shoot, the first time you throw it onto a tree and you're like, I'm a freaking tree. <laughs> it's, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's so great. I love collecting the outfits at each location. I love decorating my ship. Uh, I loved, I loved every minute of this game and, and I'll go ahead and tell you now my other two games there, they are games that don't have high, like a division two replayability to them, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. They are, they're almost like a one and done for me, but the one, it was like worth every penny and every second. I, I love it. So, yeah, I have to say when galaxy came out back in the day, I didn't think there would ever be a Mario in like, it would take like 20 years for them to ever equal that. And I don't know if, but then they the did point, galaxy two. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I consider those one same, you yeah, know, but fair. like, that's fair. Like, I just didn't think they would ever be able to one up that, right? Because it to me it took like Mario sixty four is cool and it was a really cool concept, but to me like Galaxy felt like the best Mario at least <laughs> since Mario World, right? Uh, Super Mario World, and and then like to then just go less than ten years later, Dude. here we are, and you know they've done it again. At you, I'm kind of laughing at the the nonchalant of Mario 64 was, you know, I yeah, word would be groundbreaking. Your word was like it was groundbreaking. I give it its respect, but like to me, (laughs) it's I don't know those those games like most things from that and PlayStation in those era. I just have a hard time 
Well, the thing about that is Odyssey, Odyssey always felt to me like it was, it was, it was the closest sequel to Super Mario 64. Yes. Because Galaxy had its quirk, had its hook and Sunshine had its hook, but Odyssey seemed like the closest to the pure iteration of what Super Mario, it's almost like if they made 64 today, it would, it would be a lot like Odyssey. John's got Capiana's hat right now, apparently. Show. but uh yeah sean that's a that's an excellent game and the thing about those games odyssey in particular my f- one of my favorite moments is when <laughs> is when you're hearing that that theme song it's like i'd never heard of a i'd never heard of a nintendo game that like commissioned an actual theme song and got a performer mm-hmm. you know the one i'm talking about yeah. and then there's a scene in the game where it's it, you're just the whole, I think it's in the city, that city area yeah, where everybody's just clapping and dancing and, and, and they're cheering for you yeah. as you play this game. It's so fun. It's such a, I, I, I was just grinning from ear to ear. It was just, and it's that, such a joy to play. That, and that's the point of the game. That tangible, you know, feeling of joy should <laughs> matter when you have your personal list of your favorite yeah. game, however the, the category is. And for us, it happens to be our top three from the last generation. So uh, we are now all up to number two. So this is where the, you know, the fat separates from everything. This is, this is the good stuff, right? Mm. This isn't quite the creme de la creme, but it's, it's close. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish Sean would do this like purred from Parks and Rec. <laughs> In the next game we're going to talk about, it's the second the one, which is play. number two. So let's, I'll, I'll start at my number two and we'll go, we'll go reverse. So it'll be All me right. on Chris. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So my number two game of this generation is the fourth game in a series. That's almost a purd. <laughs> that, that is the fourth game of the series is my second favorite of the this, year. <laughs> this game uh, was a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, and this, oh. game, uh, this game's main character learned about a brother or we oh, have, I know what you're going to say uh, I love this series and I loved this game and of course that game is Uncharted 4 A Thief's End mm. uh, I remember I remember being worried about this game when Amy Hennig and I believed oh, what was his name Justin or something they both left right they both leave. Amy Hennig starts the development and then she leaves. I don't, I don't know um, much about what I felt. History. Um, don't know much biology. Yeah. But I remember when I saw the cover art for the game, you just, it's crazy that coming up with this list and you kind of, you're kind of doing some nostalgic like remembrance that a lot of, a lot of people don't think there's going to be another Uncharted game. I'm kind of, against that i think there's gonna be another nathan drake in a game there's gonna be hopefully he's as old as sully um (laughs) you know that would be fantastic i think um i I had a blast in this game there's a moment in the game where you're sitting on the couch and you fire up your playstation and you're playing crash bandicoot while you're playing uncharted 4 like that kind of stuff come on I mean, a lot of folks talk about how many people you kill during this entire series and how violent the game is. Thousands. You kill thousands. I mean, I'm able to separate it's a video game, and most people are. It's it's got this this X factor to it that that I remember 
I'm bringing him up again. My friend Adam, we know him as Cam. Uh, I wanted to play the first Uncharted, and I didn't have a PlayStation, so I developed this plan for him and I to get uh, to get a PlayStation and buy Uncharted, and that set the the series off for me. Um, and Uncharted Four was definitely a highlight for me in the series. Uh, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I what was the next spinoff game that I played? Do you guys remember? Yeah, it was. Uh, um, it was Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. Yeah, and I I thoroughly enjoyed that game too. But I mean. There's nothing with, like playing an Uncharted game with Nathan Nathan Drake with the uh, with the adventure, the platforming, the story, the voice acting. It's a top notch game. I, I know John, to some degree, correct me if I'm wrong. Naughty Dog gets a pass a lot of times, and it kind of it irks you. you. You don't you don't dislike Naughty Dog. You dislike that they don't necessarily get the same scrutiny as other other developers on certain things. Am I right on that? To a certain but, uh, to a certain extent, right? But I mean, they they're just their quality. Uh, I love this game, and it's my it's my number two solid game. It it it's not even close to my number one game. I don't think because how, how much I loved it, but uh, it's solidified at number two for me, John. Yeah, my one of the this is it almost has nothing to do with the game, but when I played Uncharted Four, Chris, you might remember this too, you, and and Sean, you might have had the same issue. It was the first time I ever heard my PlayStation 4 and said, <laughs> and said oh, they, they need to, they need to, this is going to be a short generation because I had never heard my, I thought my, I thought my PS4 was melting when I, when that game yeah. was playing because at the time it will, it looked so, so gorgeous. And I think the following year was the PS4 Pro. I think yeah. I'm getting my times right. I, uh, yeah, that came out in November of 2016. And Uncharted Four came out in. Let's let's just get our let's get our Google memory going here. It came out in May of 2016, hmm. so it wasn't even quite a year. So it was, yeah. it was during the holiday season. The Pro came out, and yeah, yeah. That, that solved that uh, airplane fan noise takeoff. No, it didn't. <laughs> it did for me. You just got a bad Pro. No, I mean I, I've. Maybe it's, it's the games it's you've played right. on there versus I have. You go. I remember playing two K uh, nineteen in mine. And it just yeah. you could just hear. It. I mean, I, and it's not as bad as what the original was. That's for sure. But like, it was, it was definitely uh, compared to an Xbox One X. It's it's much louder. Just the way it is. But Fair. yeah, I'm I'm with you, Sean. In the sense of like, I just remember playing that game, and especially like, remember when you go to Africa and it kind of does this like tricky thing. They yes. did a little bit in Last of Us too, like where they kind of make you feel like this is an open environment for yeah, the first time. Not, and right. yeah, but I just remember getting out and every five seconds trying to take really cool pictures in the photograph mode because there were so many cool options and it was such beautiful scenery to look at. It was it was a beautiful game. Didn't Gears Five also kind of take that with that mm-hmm. windsock mobile yeah. thing? Yeah. And you felt like you were really going all over the place, but you weren't. They had you kind of. No. Just kind of going to a, to a place. Yeah, you forgot about Gears Five, didn't you? Five. <laughs> that was a great game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, not uh, just to go back to Uncharted one more time. M- one of my favorite. There's such a there's a there's a trope in games <laughs> in games like this, like and, and then like Indiana Jones, where you know where he faces off against this big guy, mm-hmm. you know, and he always somehow overcomes the big guy. Um, in Uncharted 4, 
I forget her name, but he keeps getting his butt handed to him by, um, I think she's the main character of Lost, Lost Legacy. Yeah, she's one of the two. She, she keeps, every time they encounter, she keeps beating the crap out of Nathan Drake. And in traditional stories, if this game had been made like many, uh, you know, a few years before, you'd find Nathan, Nathan to, you know, at some point beef up and manage to overcome the obstacle. But it just, it, I love the fact that it left it there. Like, Mm-hmm. that's someone that um, that Nathan Drake just got a, got his butt handed to him. There's nothing he could do about it. You never got a second chance at it. And I just kind of love that realism to it where there are people out there that you can't beat. <laughs> it's just the reality. I don't know. I know that's kind of random, but I always had respect to, to for that aspect of the story. I had respect that the final boss didn't eat blue goo. That was why I respected. There was no blue goo this time. Oh and yeah, from power. Uncharted Two. Was it? Yeah. Was it the second one? Blue yeah. goo is never. That's like the only thing I don't like about that game. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so he just ate some blue goo, huh? Yeah. But now, now he's a god. All right, let's do this. Well, that's why Uncharted Three is the best one. No, it's not. When Luke Skywalker <laughs> drank blue milk out that that teat. Mm. Also, the uh, <laughs> the end of Uncharted. Like, I, I kind of, I would say. Sean, I do not think Naughty Dog will ever make an Uncharted game again. You know, there's rumor, right. heavy rumors. There's a Sony, another Sony studio that's going to take it over. Um, but for Naughty Dog, that was a really nice way for them to sign off from the character. Yeah. I thought the way they had to. Yeah, I, I, that's well said. Exactly. Yeah. John Numero Dos, The Order, 1880s. Just kidding. <laughs> that's a great name, dude. I like that game. That game is a it's a good game. Sure, good. But I liked what I played. So my number two, I think at this point nobody's going to be shocked by this, and and I'm going along with the theme of games I'm still playing to this day. So number two is not Origins, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Called it. You called it. Yeah, I started doing it. I was like, close my eyes. And I went, oh, D. If, if an <laughs> game did not make this list, I would have, this, this would have been an uproar. We would have threw penalty flags. Like, come yeah. on. Here's the problem I'm having with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's, oh. not that I'm, it's not that I'm not excited for it. And it's not that I don't want to play it. I, f- I just feel like I'm abandoning Cassandra. Because I have, I have spent so much time with this character I don't know. I've, I've spent like 130 hours in this game. And I, I think I even, I was playing it last week. Um, Cause I haven't quite finished all of the DLC, but it's just a, it's one of those games here. You know, it's the cliche get lost in this world. Um, back when that game came out, that's the, that's the game that, you know, you literally fired up. And for me, it, every time I fired up that game, it said, hi, Jonathan, what would you like to do today? You know, I mean, it just provided that. And as far as I go, you know, as far as games I've played, and I want to be very clear here, as far as games I've played, it is the most beautiful game I've ever seen on a console. That you um, personally, yeah. yeah. That I've personally, you know, spent that much time with. I, under, I understand that by all accounts, Red Dead is probably, you know, leaps and bounds more gorgeous, but just the scenery, the, 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 the scale of the world, um, and you know, you, you get, you get to a certain high point on top of a mountain and you look out across the Aegean sea and all these hills and mountains and trees, the 
the, you know, when when it comes to when it comes to Valhalla, Valhalla. Know, I'm also sad that you know why the why the while the world looks beautiful, it's just not going to be that bright, vibrant, color rich world that Odyssey was. You will experience Britain as it's meant to be. Yes. It's depressing. <laughs> You're going to be a Viking. Right. I don't That's care. Right. Now the good news is I saw a lot of I saw some new video of it today Valhalla. Yeah, story. And it looks great. I love that there's they're doing some really cool new things. Um so I'm I think I'm now ready to like there was any doubt, but I'm ready to fork over my $119 for the season pass, <laughs> extra skins and all that stuff. So it's just you know I I I I the only I almost want to go back and well, I do and I don't, but Cassandra is is you know, an option, an option character for the game. You could have, you could have gone either way, but she's become one of the, one of the more favorite video game characters of the last five years. Um, she's just, there's something, you know, they, they go through the same story arc. They do similar things, but there's something to the way that that actress engaged and, and put herself into that character that just made her so likable. And I remember <clears throat> I started the game I started the first hour or two of the game three or four times because I was having trouble um, knowing whether I wanted to go with the male character or the female. Alexios. Alexios. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out which one felt right. So I finally just, it was, you know, I flipped a coin and I said, okay, I'll just stick with this. And I'm so glad that I was, that I just sort of luckily, you know, chose the right one. Jonathan, why are you not missing time with Alexios? You could have a hundred exactly. to ten hours of this kind of inflection. That's right. God, yeah. I hated it. Literally it. it was bad. It was pretty bad. Yes, um, like when when I went back and played that on PC and I picked her, and I was like, oh, this my interest great. in this game just went up a hundred percent. That was yeah. how much improved. Yeah, yeah, but the, 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 there's just. The, we're you know we're going on a theme that that where a game has given me so much this game has probably given me more of its time than any game this generation um i i still think i think about it all the time i still want to go back to it it's just it has stayed in in my consciousness ever since it came out two years ago i think at this point so yeah, I love yeah. I love this game so so much, and that's and that's someone who thinks also very very highly of Origins. I think that's a great game too. Mm-hmm. Um, but this three games do that to you. Oh um, man, they get me. I uh, I stopped off at some point because I understood that when you go into an Assassin's Creed game and it's good, you're in that game for a while. Like you yeah. think about it, you can't wait to play them. Uh, and, and I can't believe I didn't play any of the new ones. <clears throat> They're so, it's amazing how different they are now. Yeah. I mean, you don't, there, if if someone, if you went from the first game to this one and skipped over everything, you'd have a serious problem. You know, it just, they're like, even even this generation, like where you think of, of course, the uh, cluster effort that was uh, Unity (laughs) at launch and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, even then, like, you know, I guess the backlash because of that, because within like syndicate. Um, I love syndicate. Yeah. Syndicate kind of felt like the last of the old style Assassin's Creed that, you know, it was like, Hey, we figured things out and we're not going to mess it up with some systems that are not really thought out. Well, 
yeah. um, and ready to go. But, you know, the thing is, then they kind of saw what other people were doing. And the best thing that happens is when someone else does something and you go like, that would work well for us. And you make it work extremely well. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Like, you can flip a coin if you like Origins or Odyssey better. But, like, both of those games as a combination, like, they made up for whatever that dark period where it felt like maybe Assassin's Creed was just becoming a series that came out as opposed to what it was during uh, the Xbox 360 PS3 era where it just felt like this thing that consistently was innovating and was doing something that no one else was. I'm looking up Odyssey as you're talking. Mm -hmm. um, Of course, it's widely liked. It's holding up at a 9 out of 10 on Steam. Um, Everybody loves this game, right? So I look down at where it's available from. And apparently the love for Best Buy is going to continue for me because they have it at $14.99 right now. Yeah, go get it. You might get Especially it for cheaper on, on, um, on digital somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it on sale on the Epic Game Store a number of times, so if you probably just wait out. I don't know if I want to play it on computer, though, because I don't have You do a, want to play it on computer. Yeah, well, I, I, think really I'm, I think I've settled on Valhalla to be on PC, I think. So I, you guys realize if you keep doing this, we can't have a whenever we decide – if we're still, if we're 50 and we're still doing this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, the best games from the previous generation. No, you just work. always cap it. You just say you like, for instance, yeah, you would say from here for PC, it would be games that came out between 2013 and 2013. Yeah, you see how they do you guys? You see? <laughs> yeah, I fight for you behind the scenes and they're like, no, let's just lie to the listeners and make it fit. You see how they do I'll that? That's it. I'll, I'll just... probably be getting uh, Bahala on my Xbox Series X. No, because I'm going to, Chris, what's your number two? <laughs> <laughs> my number two is of course mass effect andromeda the greatest game bioware has ever made they didn't mess it up it was everything that we wanted it to be he we went back to the space i'm not sure why they canceled that series because everyone was happy with it the animations were great uh but no i, I mean look i my number three game was my number two game this year, so it would be really hard to not put the number one game on there, which is the game I spent 80 hours with. Uh, and John mentioned briefly there a minute ago, which is, of course, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my God, I know your number one game. Woo-hoo! Yeah, well, everyone knows my number one game. <laughs> uh, but that's why I said, like, I'm going to have the most boring list. But, yeah, um, look. Red Dead, like, I lo- I enjoy GTA. GTA is really fun, right? But there's a knock I could make on both 4 and 5 is that, like, while I think those stories are realized out as far as how they go, um, they're more about just moments than they are about maybe, like, being invested for hours. Like, I think if you ask most people about GTA 5, this latest one, it's much more about to them what they've been doing on GTA Online than necessarily the story of Michael Trevor and uh, dang it. I cannot remember their character right now in that one, which tells you something Uh, versus here, you know, red dead. The first one made John Marston, one of the most iconic characters, I think of that generation. And I think here, Arthur is in the exact same vein and it's impressive because it's a prequel. So there's a bunch of people already know in here. I know what their outcomes are, right? I know where their stories all end. Uh, but yet it doesn't matter because 
Red Dead, you know, Rockstar really focused on turning uh, out what I think is just a great structured Western that touches on many different things. Like the first one is kind of like the first part of the game. You're going out there and you're just being the boys trying to make business in town and make inroads and, you know, get as much money. Then you go to the South and you're dealing with this debutante and it's very Tennessee Williams to then finally the third act where you're, you're kind of like just existing in a, you know, a place that you're like, this will do because things are going bad real fast and you can feel like this is the end of the road. Like you totally understand by you get to this third act, why John Marston is no longer in this game when you get to red dead, uh, the first one you see um, Sean Tennessee Williams. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and it's so much or like, well, bless your heart. Just come on in here and have a jug of sweet tea. We will do whatever we want to help you. Cletus, go get my gun real quick. Why why don't you? Boss hog? That's how they talk. Cause they're, you know, that's Tennessee Williams. Uh, but you know, it's, you know, from a perspective of visualization, John's right. Like there is no, th- open world game i would say the best overall pound for pound shot for shot graphics of this generation is by far last of us part two just because nine dog rendered things that no one else would render the way they do they would actually take the time to say we will render this one cup that will be in this one scene and that will be the only time it's ever used i don't know why they do that that's what they do but uh what they've done here for this generation as far as an open world i i mean Every time I'd fire up that game, I was just like, I just want to move to Montana or Wyoming and be in that existence and just have tall mountains and ride a horse every day. Because this is the most peaceful thing in the world. Amazing how different we feel about this game. Like it is. Well, you didn't have, you don't have patience. That's fine. I Um, do. And I love video games that have settings. I'm the guy that points out beautiful scenery. Like in Destiny 2, when we're doing a raid, I'm like, guys, stop. Let's look at that. But. I I mean, they know it. The people who've listened, they know I yeah. jumped ship and you rode this thing on out, sir. Yeah, it's a it's it's one of those again, it I like it. It's it's a western, right? It's a true long western. If you ride it out, you see the evolution of a character over sixty to seventy hours. Apparently my phone's now ringing. Um, but you know, by the time I, I've said this many times before, I've never had a moment maybe this generation made me choke up more when I've spent this time with Arthur and I pretty sure I know where we're going as far as his conclusion. And he's just singing with this nun and he just like looks at her and just goes, I'm scared. You know, he's like, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I don't know who I am anymore. That kind of thing. And you're just like, I think everyone at some point experiences that in their life uh, sometimes. And like to put that into a game and it actually work and it feel authentic to think like at the same time these are two guys or these are the same people that once had a hidden mod in a game where you know you could uh get some hot coffee <laughs> uh aka pick up someone and go do things uh you know to see that kind of juxtaposition from a studio i love that because they could have easily made when they made red dead it just be something that's like okay it's like gta but it's 1800s now they didn't they made its own thing and they didn't have to bring it back but they did, and I'm loving it. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever get another one, and I'm fine with that. But oh. if they do, they've got my, you know, they definitely got my money whenever, if they ever do make an Red Dead. I actually remember when this game came out, um, I, you had taken some significant time off to play it. But 
we all one day met up at uh, Dinglewood for lunch and you walked in and you sat down and I looked at you and you could tell you were tired, but uh, your, your face looked like it had been exfoliated and you had yeah. this, you had this very sleepy grin on your face and I'm like, how's the game? You're like, good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's nice. Good. It wasn't, it wasn't, man, this is awesome. But you were like, mm, that's, that's good. <laughs> I just loved it, man. I loved the, uh, there was a moment where I found this house and there was just these creepy people and you just knew it was bad. It was just a random <laughs> moment. And all of a sudden you go inside and you're like, start exploring and you find out that they've been murdering all these people. Yeah. And you're like, Oh no, Cletus, he looked around. Well, <laughs> guess you're about to be dinner now or something like that. And you're just like, what? <laughs> and then, and then Leatherface pops out of the closet. <laughs> yeah. Just things like that. You're like, man, all right. One of the things I remember you describing is how, and you know, talking about the world, how 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 ever so gradually, and like you'd never seen any game do really do this before, how so gradually and subtly the biome would shift. Yes, um, everything so, felt distinct. And like yeah. red, the first Red Dead map was pretty big, but it was primarily, I mean, outside of like Mexico was the one place that felt a little bit distinctly different. Like you could just tell it was poor you know uh in style there like people were struggling a lot more um whereas you know the main town uh armadillo would feel like it would feel like the you know we're guys about to ride in this is gonna obviously be the place where there's a shootout <laughs> right like a high noon or something <clears throat> this one though like from the first area you start out in it's very kind of kansas plains but also rolling into hills and when you're transitioning to that next area, you slowly feel it go from that Kansas Plains to all of a sudden that Louisiana swampland. Um, and yeah, that's that's an impressive thing to do. Yeah, cool. That's yeah. very very cool. And like you said, it's if you knew Chris, it's not surprising. And you guys should already know his number one game, right? Yes, we are at a point for number one games, and I put our names in a random picker. Uh, Chris, John, and Sean, I hit start. So we're going to see who goes first for their number one. And the mm. winner to go first is John. Yay! Now, Chris, our names are in there next. And when it's our turn, I'll just hit pick another name. And we'll see who goes for their number one. All right. Well, I, uh, this this particular game a couple of weeks ago, I erased I erased my file on purpose just so I could start it again. And I got I got into <laughs> it. I got into it for a couple of hours and my sweet, beautiful wife, your your wife, who does no wrong. She gets everything she wants. She said, hmm, I'd kind of like to play that again. I said, "Okay, well, I'll just I'll just bring this up to the to the bedroom and you can I'll hook it up for you and you can just start playing it. So. She I've been watching my wife play your wife wife. and I've been envious the greatest game of this generation and dare i say the greatest game ever made legend of zelda breath of the wild nice hmm. uh, that that uh that game just blew me away i i was always you know I, I can't tell you that i was getting tired of the original zelda the 3d zelda formula um because you know for different reasons i love all these games so much um except majora's mask that hunk of trash but just kidding. <laughs> Ouch. But uh but it's just it's just a masterclass 
as far as its design. It's such a, you know, you know, the open world game has been, was tackled, you know, gosh, 20 years before Breath of the Wild came out, you know, in, in, in essence. And what, you know, but there was such a minimalist design to this world. I've never seen a world so quiet and and in appearance seem so unbusy, but at the same time, and I think all three of us remember this, you know, we'd meet up for lunch, a friend of the show, Jeff, friend of the show, um, Mike, yeah, Ryan Leaf, and and, and all of us would go, wait a minute, you did what? Where? Where was that? You know, like... You know, did, I remember Jeff saying one one time, you know, you could actually go chase down falling stars. You know, it's for for a couple of weeks we were all like comparing notes because no experience in this game is the same from beginning to end. Um, it's just it's just such an amazingly realized game that just didn't improve upon a staple series in the video game industry, but. You know how uh, what what's you know how Chris we talk about what Super Mario Brothers three did for the original Super Mario Brothers yeah you know that vast improvement to me that's kind of what this game is compared to Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword leaps and bounds you never expected them to go there but they did and it just it, it to me that game was just a gift that kept on giving the DLC is great. I mean, they even embraced silliness with it. And it's amazing what you can do with the mechanics in this world, the physics in this world, the things that you, if you ask yourself, can I do this in this world? You can actually do. I mean, the YouTube videos are just in the, in the millions of the crazy things people have done in this game to manipulate it, manipulate its physics. And I've never known Nintendo to be that type of developer. You know, they've always been more rigid. These are our rules. This is what you can and cannot do in a game. But they just sort of opened up this thing and just made it a playground. People just people just jump into this game to experiment and just mm-hmm. mess around with the physics. It's just, it's really amazing stuff. Um, you know, yeah. yeah, Sean. I was going to say, it's kind of funny because I started to try to play it, like re-pick it up. I'm going to go ahead and tell you it's not on my list because I haven't finished it. Yeah. Do you remember I talked to you? I'm on the last divine beast before you go in and and do the thing. Mm -hmm. And I think I messed up my save file. So Mm -hmm. while you automatically deleted or you on purposely deleted a save file to restart it, I erroneously did something and I'm not sure what to do. And it's killing me. I haven't finished this game, but it's one of those situations where I'm like, if I have to go back to here to do this all again, I'm out. And you, 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 you couldn't wait to just start over from scratch and you automatically deleted it. It's, it's really kind of, that lets you, I love the game. Everything you've said about it, you know, is great. And if you had gone on, if you, and even after listening to this podcast, you go look at lists to kind of compare your thoughts. You're going to see Breath of the Wild on a lot of folks' top no. five, top three, top, you know, whatever, because of all the things you said that it brought to, the series, the platform, everything. It it was a it was a it is it is a beautiful classic Zelda game, and I mean think about the excitement when we saw Breath of the Wild two teased. Yeah, like if the first one sucked, would you care that the second one was coming out? No, 
If the I, first one was mediocre, you'd be like, oh, okay. I, I would give credit, like, kind of what John said here. Like, to me, it felt like in their own way, because it felt like, you know, when when Skyrim came out, you just started hearing the buzz of everyone, like, saying, please make the next Legend of Zelda like Skyrim. And sure. yeah. in their own way, they did. Like, right? Like, they took the things that Bethesda does. Like, there is a mountain over there. Please feel free to go to that as you wish, you know. But then also, whereas Bethesda would be like, well, if you want to get 10,000 blocks of cheese and roll them down the mountain, we will not stop you. It may break the game, but we will not stop you. You know, for, for them, though, it was more of like, if you can figure out some way with physics to make this work, we will not stop you. You want to take the time to build little motors and lift up this box and, you know, let float somewhere, you can do it. And I think that's, you know, props to Nintendo because we always say like some, sometimes the Japanese companies, unfortunately, because just the way their culture is and the fact of, especially something like Zelda has that much prestige already. Um, you know, there's a lot of knack to say, no, we don't need to do that. We don't need to go look at these people because we were here long before them and we are already masters of our domain. And to their credit, it did feel like for the first time in a long time, they really peeked the doors open and said, let's see what other people are doing and then ask ourselves, what can we do with that? And that's, that was really, really freaking cool for me. And I think that's why, I mean, it's not my favorite game of the generation, but it's definitely my favorite Zelda that I've played in ages. So I'm with you on that. So many times I can remember seeing something off in the distance, like technic, like, you know, literally miles off in the distance and I'm heading that direction and suddenly find myself over to the east and completely and completely oblivious to what I was trying to do in the, in, in the first place. Yeah. It, it's just, a, it's such a minimalist world, but it's such a distracting world going, Ooh, what's that? Let me go find out what that is you see this thing shining in the distance at night and then, and the sun comes up and it goes away and you're like, where the heck was it? I knew it was here. Where was it? Just stuff like that. Um, Discovery is around every corner in that game. And I know that there's other games like that, that do that. But this one just, just resonated with me so much. And I, I, I personally feel it's, it is the greatest game ever made. (laughs) Dang. I I love their felt. Was there a fast travel on that one? Yes, yeah, the towers. You know, you could. Yeah, terrible fast travel. No, it was amazing fast travel. Well, you had to climb up the tallest towers ever and hope you had stamina to get the fast travel going. But... Yeah, yeah. No, you, no. Every every uh, every temple had a not temple. What do they call them? Shrine. Every yeah. shrine was a fast travel location. I um, I do love the fact that it felt like you were playing. I don't know how to really articulate this, but the the story fit the mood of the game because you knew you were after a calamity. Like this was what was left. Yeah. This is the remnants of all of that, that happened so many years ago. Um, So I think that woven into everything is another reason why it felt so, so good when you played it and it, it did feel empty, but you never felt lonely. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't care about the lack of NPCs to talk to because I had my hubs of towns I could get to or my stables. By the way, rest in peace, Epona, if you listen to that episode, man, I promptly killed her. Um, rip. <laughs> Don't remember, John? Mm-mm. I used the amiibo, amiibo to get her. 
and I was gonna, I was like, let's gallop this way. Oh my God, it's a mountain of death. I'm jumping off of you, and you just broke your neck. I can't ever oh. say. <laughs> I didn't know the horses could die. I don't know if she died or not. I just know I could never get her again. No, there was a part where we watched, we watched Link take the shotgun out of his quiver and and say, "Well, you're glue now, old girl." And bam, you're glue now. Good lord! And for me, that game was one of the best uses of amiibos too. If you Weekly Game Chat brought to you by PETA. Uh, where you would drop the amiibo in and just yeah. stuff falls down that helps you out. It's fantastic. No, plus with the, uh, with uh, Toon Link and some of the other links, I, I would, I would, uh, I would put, I would put the amiibo um, into the world every day until I got Toon Link's outfit, you know, Twilight Princess Link's outfit, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause I needed some, I even got uh, uh link to the past outfit without even knowing it. They, uh, they made us like loot box ourselves by buying Amiibo. I was about to say, like, man, I feel like the solution for NBA 2K is just to put out a bunch of like little plastic figures of like LeBron and Anthony Davis and just be like, scan this into the game every day. It's fine. different about, it's the same thing as a loot box, but I enjoyed every second of going, you remember those starting lineup toys? Yes, I have them still. Yeah. I've got a Mark McGuire. No. Mark McGuire. No, Mark McGuire. It's nice. Oh, big uh, man. Right. Are you are you good on that, John? Yeah, man. Thanks. All right. Hey, great list, by the way. So, Chris, you and I are left in the name picker. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm going to do right here is hit pick another name. I'm going to hit start. Our names are bouncing across each other. And the random winner for the next slot is Chris. Yay. For Chris the record, John's, John's list is defunct because he should have put Sekiro on it. I thought about that game. You should have. You In theory, you should have because you beat the game. And for me, that right criteria, I haven't beat Breath of the Wild. So I'm like, I, 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 I sincerely thought about Sekiro. Love mm. it so much. Wow. I cannot believe you're saying that. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate ogres. I hate timing. I hate swords. <laughs> uh, my number one game is. <laughs> Do I have to say the name of it? We already know what it is. Ladies know. and gentlemen, the first 27 episodes of this podcast, Chris talked right. about this game. I'm already waiting for their next game here. It'll be the thing that destroys my life come November. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Witcher, tiring, right? Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, by yes. far, game of the generation. I think, like John talked about earlier about Assassin's Creed, I feel like everyone looked at what Witcher did in 2015 and said, that's what open-world single-player games need to be now. And everyone has been trying to do that since. And it's been mixed results, because I've played like Ghost of Tsushima, and I go, you did not follow what they did. And then I play things like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and all that, I'm like, you're kind of getting there. Um, and Fallout 76, where I'm like, okay, it's Bethesda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gotten better, yo, it's gotten better. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> hey, Fallout 4 was good though. Uh, but uh, trash game, yeah. Like, I just the first time I, I the first couple of hours of this game, I was like, this is cool, you know. And, and it it pinnacles where you fight a griffin, and I was like, this is cool that I'm playing an open world game and I'm chasing this griffin throughout it, 
as it's just crashing down and I'm having to figure out how the hell I'm going to beat it because this thing is powerful as heck. Um, and I go from that to then into the next phase of the game. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm trying to find Yennefer. Yennefer. She's so you know who she is now. Yeah. Uh, but like you come to this bloody Baron and you're thinking it's, you're like thinking this quest I've been here. I've seen this every single time. There might be one or two red flags. And I'm going to get thrown here and I'm going to find something out. And then we're going to move. We'll move on. And it will be like a two hour experience and whatever. And you know, this is, this is video games. Fine. I'm sure it will be serviceable. About 18 hours later, <laughs> it felt like maybe not that long, but like 10 hours later, like I've gone through so many parts of this continent. I've been through parts where I've had to make hard choices that have no clear right answer in front of me. Um, I've seen the folly of people that I suspected had issues. And I've seen the folly of other people that I thought must be good. Uh, and I've had to find what was, I thought the right path through, through all of it. And that's what I think most people like when they say why they enjoyed this game and why they think like now it's really hard to go back to things like Skyrim was Skyrim for the most part was just giving you quests and being like, look, you want to be a dick, be a dick. If you want to be a hero, be a hero. This here is like, look, Geralt has his set ways, but how you choose to use the way Geralt can be is up to you. And there's not necessarily a right answer. Like there's in that quest line, there's like a dead fetus that, you have to decide what to do with it. Like, am I going to try to save this thing? Which if it goes bad is going to mean potentially the town is going to die. Right. Am I going to try to save a soul or am I just going to try to do a quick little thing that will nullify it, but is going to leave the soul of that dead fetus suffering for all existence. Like things like that, you know, you know, you have to make decisions for and then like going into the things like the actual contracts of being a witcher and not knowing what the hell you were going to get any time like there was no point i felt like say ghost of Tsushima, where every single time i came into a side quest i knew exactly what was going to happen i was like this dude's going to talk to me he's going to send me off somewhere and someone there will either be dead or i'll save them and by the time i get back to the other person they'll be dead and that was 90 percent of side quests in that game this time I could sit there and they're giving me a hint and I go off and next thing you know, I'm fighting a huge monster. Next thing you know, I'm having conversations with people and I'm realizing that really the monster is not a monster, but just someone cursed. And you know, I'm and these people are just kind of dicks and I, and they're the ones who maybe should be threatened and have their lives put at stake. So things like that, it just pulled me in. And then you go to this next part of it, which is after you beat this game, they come back and I think they kind of checked every major retail or I'm sorry, third party developer for what they've been doing the last six years, which is to say their idea was if you want to make money on a single player game, you have to put a multiplayer element to it. It's the only way you're going to do it. Saw Assassin's Creed do it back in the day. Saw Uncharted, Last of Us, all these games do it. And meanwhile, Witcher 3 just said, look, we'll just come back and give you like 20 more hours of content and make it really good and everyone bought this stuff and you know now the idea of like before we were worrying you know at that time that was like when amy henning had left and we were all worried is this the end of single player triple a games as we know it maybe or is it just going to become a very niche thing i feel like now 
everyone is trying to make these open world single player games more than ever. And, you know, while there's a place for PUBG and all that in the world, there's very much a place where I think you go into November and we're probably thinking the two biggest games are both single player games that month. Right. So I, I, I just don't know how I could not put this as a game of the generation. If you love the TV show and you have not checked out this game, if you've watched the first season, read I think you've got enough. Yeah. Or read the books. Uh, I, I'll say this. You probably have enough knowledge where you could watch a YouTube video or whatever and get into this game, but just do yourself a favor and play this game, especially if you have it on PC. It's, it's completely beautiful. Uh, the art style in that game is amazing. Except for the horses. They look terrible. No, they just control terrible. So one bad part. <laughs> Why yeah. are you going left, Bob? Why are you going? For- Bob, what the, are you doing bob tighten up what's the uh, horse's name bob roach yeah roach <laughs> bob roach <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like legit if you've been with us since day one first of all thank you because that's that's been a one heck of a ride you've definitely known chris's love for this game i could have i could have nailed this whenever it's I, his favorite game ever like of i all think time. i i i do a good job of expressing what i love right when I you love it yeah. And, you know, I never, once I do love it, you know, it takes a lot to pull me away. Sometimes I'm not clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Hey. So beautiful. <laughs> me and Sean have never pulled each away from each other. Yeah, eye contact, eye contact. So that, um, that leaves me. Whoa. PSVR. Lay it down. So John's, John's <laughs> bet was that I'd have a PSVR game in my top three. <laughs> there are one, two, three, four games that are VR that I wrote down on a list that you're not going to hear about. Um, I'll even mention that the word Firewatch was written on this list. No, you hack. Love that <laughs> great game. game. Love that game. But my number one game has already been mentioned, so I'll just kind of pick God up of War. Already been picked on, and Chris just said it. It is God of War. Uh, much like Chris, I was I, I didn't hate where the series went i was just over the i, I think after god of war 3 mm-hmm. i was kind of like okay I'm, I'm good i'm good i didn't need the next one i didn't need the handheld god of wars it was uh, like end game for you right it was, now. was good right yeah. yeah um but then we hear about god of war being rebooted that's the name of the game we see a whole new art design of kratos we see he, there's a boy who is this boy where are they at? They're introduced. We're we're introduced to Who him, this boy. <laughs> as we, we remember, we didn't know it was his son. It was a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're introduced to mythology, and Kratos already was weaved into mythology that was of Greek mythology. Now mm-hmm. we're into a what was it? A Nord Nordic Nordic Norse. Nordic mythology Norse. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't think I would. I would. Uh, I don't know like it as much as I did Greek mm-hmm. mythology, but then you come to realize maybe like me that mythology is mythology. And if it's got a great story, it'll fit mythology, uh, I, mythology, mythology. I remember what was the name of that lake? Uh, not Jotunheim. Um, uh, we make it to that lake. Uh, Old Odin's Lake. <laughs> it was not Odin's. That's funny. It, that's Lake Bottom. Whenever they hear us start in Lake Bottom, that's the lake we're going. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can't find it. I'm trying to scan real quick and my eyes aren't making it. But anyway, you get to the lake 
and you don't realize you you think it's just another step before you go to your next. The lake is like a central hub of your life. Mm-hmm. And John talks about spending hours in an area. I spent a lot of time in that lake going to the different islands. You'd, you'd eventually get access to dude fighting these. You remember that, right? Chris, once, once you get that head, I would just, I was not going to rush that head stories. I would gladly let Kratos paddle around and listen to whatever the heck he was talking about. I loved it. So the lake was called Lake of the Nine. Because, <laughs> mm. yeah, it had the nine areas. Yeah. We could. yeah. Uh, and don't, let's not forget, the game starts off and you're like, oh, this is cool. Kratos, is there is some snow. And I think you fight an ogre. To yeah. some degree, and that's when you first throw the axe. You're like, "Oh my god, this is!" <laughs> get back to the house, and then get back to the house. <laughs> a legit in-game boss fight happens. Yeah, and you are doing everything you can to not die, <clears throat> and you end up you the guy can like make you have to start over the fight with him, but uh, he's really tough, and he ends up recurring later on and you own him yeah but um yeah all the things man Uh, another game like like we mentioned breath of the wild it was some say it was empty there was not a lot going on in this game it was a lot of conversation between you and boy right uh i'm just gonna keep saying it john Boy. boy um but it it you it was that was the story that's what you needed that's what you felt um you had to you had to bury your wife, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rip. So it's like even remember because like the first thing you do is you find the truth. Like it opens and he sees the the handprint. Yeah, and that's what he starts chopping that tree right there. That specific tree that I believe she marked it. If I recall, yeah. I I can't think of another game, and this is partly because I'm old, um, possibly post concussed. And also just kind of on the spot, but I can't think of another game that rebooted the way God of War did. Yeah. I'm and it you. was as phenomenal as the reboot of this God of War. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. By the way, chills when you know what he's going to go get oh and that music is playing while he's going down the river. That is Ooh, dude. Dude. that is up there. That moment is up there with like for me, like Master Chief saying I'm going to go give the covenant their bomb back. You know, like that, that level of epic. You're like, yes, Kratos. Like yes. Sword in a Zelda game. When you're pulling it out, it's epic, right? Yeah. It's great. These are, this is a different epic. This is like, there is no way this better not be. Oh my God. It is. Holy F sticks. John has no idea what we went. We're talking about. Do you No, this game is. Yeah. I do. This, this game. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to de-emphasize the 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 idea that this game is very precious to me, mm-hmm. and I talked about it on the show. The the way you know the way I related to the disconnect between Kratos and and Atreus mm-hmm. in relation to you know being a stepdad. Yeah, you know, and, and just understanding sort of that two two people being so different. Uh, you know, and and you obviously talked about the moment, the the moment in that game, but from the from the opening cinematic that that game grabbed me. You know, when he's chopping that tree down, that last chop he made, you could hear the anguish in his voice, mm-hmm. just the just the just the defeat in his voice. That last 
hack of the axe and you go, something bad has happened, you know, that kind of thing. But the, yeah. <laughs> the, the game is poetry in motion. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I was looking at the fast travel system, but the game is poetry in motion. The fast travel system wasn't horrible. It was just it's not. It's it wasn't, not I just don't think there really was one for most of it. Yeah. 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 Once you yeah. finally get a way you can travel, it's great, but most of the game, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, of course, it received universal acclaim, and I found this to be interesting. Um, it was the fourth highest score game of all time for a PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the highest score for an original non-remastered PlayStation 4 exclusive. This was a uh, through Metacritic. Um, and it was the highest rated PlayStation 4 game until, and I hate to say this, uh, freaking Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. So which it pushed God of War to second. Um, that's crazy to me. But, but even, that's the amazing thing about God of War. Even a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out later in the year, for the most part, God of War survived the award seasons. And for the most part, people look back on God of War with more, with more accolades. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. And that's not, a, that's not a slight towards Red Dead. It's just, no, they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm, re- I'm reminiscing a little bit on just how I felt when, when Atreus and Kratos are having their moments um, there were funny moments that I don't even know if, if you even expected them to be funny, but they were, mm-hmm. uh, the characters you you you, you come across that are vital to your success in the story. Um, the two brothers, the two dwarves are coming to mind right now. One it, it made you, it armor. was nice that they didn't really like, even though they gave you a nice taste of Norse mythology, it really felt like they did a good job of, saving some of the ones that people were probably easily suspecting would be in this at some point. I'm sure they will show up. Right. And, and just letting them be like, yeah, they're out there, but that's not what this is about right now. So, you know, and I remember playing it and we're in uh, Norse mythology and you're going, this is the Kratos. We know Mm -hmm. how is he here and how are something. And then the very end, Mm-hmm. the person who comes looking for him. I don't, I don't think I want to spoil that dude, but you go, Oh my God. Yep. So that's yeah. why to tie it all in PlayStation five can say, here's a voice. Here's a logo. Yeah. Get ready. Yep. Yeah. They can get away with that, with that, you know, like it, it's, it would be like the equivalent of back of um, like back when, Xbox 360 was coming out and literally the only thing you need to show was master chief and him say, finish this fight. You know, that was it. Mm-hmm. I, I like gotta, every, every, every Xbox guy was like, I'm buying that game. Oh, it did, yeah. yeah. I got <laughs> you guys to, to kind of tie this all together. Um, had we expanded to PC, uh, Chris specifically for you, would half-life Alex have made any of your top three lists? I don't think, I mean, like, look, if you're going to say we're the greatest VR games ever, I have no problem saying that that yeah. I think at this point Half-Life Alex is and I love Valve um but the one that was I I did have a little debate in my head and it is because it's probably the most recent thing that I would even consider for this list was more so um I did at least in my mind talk a little bit between God of War and uh The Last of Us Part 2 because I love Uncharted 4. I'm with you there, but I felt like that was the naughty dog. Whereas like last generation, I think everyone else was all about Last of Us Part 1. 
And I was the, no, no, the best Naughty Dog game is, is Uncharted 2. I was that guy, right? So funny <laughs> and flip like that. But, you know, that was the only one I, besides this, I ever even entered my mind. And the then, last, of course, Microsoft Flight Simulator because Excel. Because right, yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates. Last of Us 2 for me did not make my list, guys, because of my wreck. I didn't get to finish it. That's no That's excuse. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But that was horrible timing for me to play that game. John, my question to you, where's Doom? Right? Doom, Doom Eternal was <laughs> is, right, is right here. It's sitting there. Because <laughs> I'm like, John. Like, no, no, seriously, no. what game is more John Rambo, Division 2 <laughs> no, or Doom? Listen, Linda, listen, listen. <laughs> Actually, all day today, all day today, my number three was Doom Eternal. Two was Odyssey, one Breath of the Wild. Then I made sure... I went I went uh, to both of my consoles and looked through my library and go, what am I missing? Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. But yeah, Doom Eternal was on was number three um all day. That's, all good. day. That's good to know. I have the inside scoop. He removed it only because Phil Spencer bought it. He hates Microsoft. He wants to prove that. <laughs> oh, dude, is I am so happy Microsoft owns Bethesda. I've it's been so it's completely lying right now. It's gonna be good. all lies. I've been but like, John, how are you making money, dude? John joked that I'd have VR titles on here, and we can wrap it up here. Um, <laughs> I did. I did at least write down three VR titles. One's kind of a VR mode. So Tetris Effect, mm. Moss, mm. Astrobot Rescue Mission, yeah. and Truth are written written on my paper as VR titles that spoke to me. I loved. Continue to play. Um, and and I'm gonna be honest. If you guys remember, my game of the year was Blood and Truth. Blood and Truth, yeah. Out of left field, yeah. That game is so like I guess. I'm, listen to me. I love that game, but I just I felt like VR. It was it was more than a a, a niche like a a niche in the in the console this generation. It's really made leaps and bounds forward. But I felt like I needed to include, you know, non VR titles for my list or whatever. So. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, let's head over to news, Chris. John, you guys ready for that? Yeah. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. Something about news. What was that? Wow. <laughs> Wanted to put a little, you know. Now they'll be like something about what the. Yeah, we still said news. Calm down, Larry. Listener. That's right. That's a long I'm topic. Um, it's all good. Uh, we're gonna start off with two pieces of Xbox news, and I don't, I don't know any other person. Possibly me. Once I get my hands on a Series X, because I am sold on Microsoft for this generation. Um, to talk about Xbox news, but for now, the reigning champion of Xbox love, sir, you'll it, never have my tenure on the Xbox. News. You're right, but if you I am th- the Ryan McCaffrey of this podcast, I in game. I was there. Uh, <laughs> and i take over you know yeah um who knows let's just kid look can we not just share the love you know isn't that a good thing i'll share some new details hey give me some new deets reviewers are now getting their hands on the upcoming xbox series x and we are learning some exciting new details about the machine to start digital foundry is showing testing that has the xbox series x regular putting out 60 fps at 4k and on in almost all the games tested. The console offers a significant upgrade in this regard over the Xbox One X. 
and other tests performed by IGN. Load times for games advertised with the Series X are not a gimmick. In virtually all tests, every game loaded faster on Series X than the One X, most by a significant margin. Other significant details include how quiet the machine is. The other thing that was shown off, um, they tested the uh, the quick resume. So like Series X, you can have up to six games at any point that you can just switch between. Isn't that and cool? They, and they showed like when you're going between those games, it's about eight or nine seconds to switch from one game to exactly wherever you last were in another game. That is, that is an orgy of games. I, I will yeah. say this in a DJ world, if I had eight or nine seconds of silence, mm-hmm. that's no bueno. But in a video game world, right. Next game up, you kind of look over at something real quick. You're sitting there. Like, phone, you're done. If you're telling me that like I was playing NBA 2K in my career and I could just pause that game and then, you know, flip over to say Sean wants to play I don't know, Destiny 2, right? And I play with that, you know, with him. It took eight seconds for me to load in where I was. And then, you know, two hours later, I go back and I'm going right back into NBA 2K after that. Compared to now, which would be like, <laughs> all right, Sean wants to play Destiny 2. Let's take the two and a half minutes that takes to load up. Well, yeah, uh, you know, definitely when you're flying into a world, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, if, if that if just that alone for Destiny's fixed, I might be hardcore back into Destiny. Um, I mean, Red yeah. Dead, which is usually like two and a half minutes, is uh, I think thirty seconds. They said that's crazy. That's crazy yeah. fast. Um, any extra news on Xbox, Chris? I think I think there is right. <clears throat> uh, well, the sun does not set on the Series X. What does that mean? I don't know, but let's find out. According to Phil Spencer. Microsoft is still planning to release gaming hardware following the launch of the Xbox Series X and S. The statement comes in an era where digital and cloud-based are becoming the norm. In terms of future hardware, I absolutely uh, I think we are going to see more console hardware down the road. Just like in the video, just like in music, it's not that streaming has cut off device innovation. I think we will con- continue to see that and absolutely... Uh, that's absolutely what we're planning for. I don't think that's too surprising. I mean, I think it just might change, right? Like what it's doing and how it works. That's probably. I remember going to do Circuit City or Best Buy and going back mm-hmm. into the car audio section. And there were walls of CD players or even the new screens for DVDs that were combo CD players. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when the iPod came out. Those kind of went away. And then when your iPhone came out and you could just Bluetooth your car, go into a Best Buy right now or a Fry's or wherever you have electronics. It's like an aisle. CD player. I think like the new Best Buy, whenever we go in there now, it's like their car section, which used to be, I mean, it was like a quadrant of the store is now like half an aisle of length. And that's it. It's it's crazy. So they can plan on the, all that all they want to, but uh, cloud gaming and digital services are going to change the game pretty. Yeah, especially pretty- with Microsoft, just because they have Azure, and for those on where Azure is their big cloud based thing. Right. Well, listen. Speaking of cloud gaming, ooh, uh, Amazon announced Luna. Amazon, yes, Amazon with the boys and Prime and. 
free shipping and all that stuff, is launching a cloud gaming service called Luna that will stream games to PC, Mac, and Fire TV devices, as well as apps, uh, I'm sorry, as well as web apps for iPhone and iPad. Android is listed as coming soon. Uh, The device is positioned to be a direct competitor to Google Stadia. Does that bode well for Google Stadia? And will offer uh, various, quote, game channels. The platform will launch with games such as Resident Evil 7, Control, A Plague Tale, Innocence, and uh, Ukulele. And the impossible layer for an introductory price of $5.99 per month. Luna Plus will offer 4K resolution at 60 frames per second for, quote, select titles. And it will allow you to play on two devices simultaneously. They have also partnered with Ubisoft for day and date launch of all their titles with support for 4K resolution and mobile gameplay. The platform, and this may be bigger than uh, the critics think, will also feature Twitch integration. Yeah. That's That's pretty big. I don't know how I feel about this yet. Um, still, you know, I'm 50, 50 on one thing. I think Amazon is a lot more committed to sticking with things, even if they don't go well necessarily in the beginning. Right. And, and riding the hard times. And I definitely think like we're seeing it right now as they've got two games in development and they had that one that went to beta and pretty much they pulled it out right away. I can't remember which one it was, but, uh, like, and it sounded like they were having a lot of issues because this is all new to them, right? Like they've never been the yeah. big game developer before, but I definitely think more so than Google, like if you do think this, this ends up working and at some point you make it a benefit to prime, right? right. And all of a sudden you say similar to what Xbox is doing, you know, Amazon's the kind of company that's got the money where if they want to go set up some sort of streaming service and tie it in the prime, you know, prime gaming, right? We'll just call it that. I'm guessing that's what it would be. Like long term, they they Luna. have the technology and the sources to make this something big. They would be yeah. I would bet on them a lot more in Google in this res- uh at this point. Yeah. But I, I, I know do like how we'll go. You're saying prime gaming. I do like the name Luna, as John just pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um John's on top of that thing, you know, he does not play around. It'll be prime gaming powered by Luna. Luna. John, the Tokyo Game Show 2020 happened. It did. Oh, it went down. I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) What? Very early in the morning. (laughs) So uh, just a couple of things. And, uh, you know, Tokyo Game Show was more of a, you know, obviously (laughs) Japanese Japanese. audience, um, an opportunity for them to really shine. And um, so a few things of note. um, Near Replicant is an upgraded version of the 2010 Japanese RPG that will be released on PS4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam on April 23rd. I don't remember if this game ever came stateside. Um, it did. But, but there but there you go. Dynasty Warriors 9, mm-hmm. uh, this could be of interest to Ryan Leaf, has been announced for early 2021 for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. What I'm not looking forward to is the early part of next gen where I'm having to write out all of these different iterations of consoles. Uh, Resident Evil Village, which I personally am so excited for, Capcom is looking into the game uh, coming to Xbox One and PS4 alongside next gen. 
and the game will also focus more heavily on an open open world exploration more so that more so than Resident Evil 7. Mm. So look forward to that. Uh, Sean, maybe you can play that in VR. Dude, if there's an old guy chasing me again, I'm out. <laughs> that guy's terrifying. Uh, Virgil has been announced for Devil May Cry 5 on PS4 and Xbox One via DLC. I think he will automatically be integrated into the uh, next-gen version of the game. Uh, Resident Evil is coming to Netflix with Woo-hoo! a show, with a show called, quote, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. The show will be episodic and CGI-focused and will feature Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield. Yes. Mm. The show is coming in 2021. Yes. So look at all that. them Japanese games converted in the series on Netflix. Yeah. Name two more. Castlevania. Okay. Name um, it. But there's another one. Uh, Nino Kuni. No. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma in that one? It's coming. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. John wins. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory will be getting a playable demo in mid-October ahead of its release on November 13th. I'm so excited. Here, <laughs> reincarnation uh will be getting a western release for mobile platforms hopefully this mm. is pretty cool um it won't be better than uh diablo immortal nino kuni cross worlds <laughs> the new mobile rpg coming in 2021 that's exciting Mm-hmm. And let's see, I think there might have been yeah, the medium, uh, which is that upcoming horror um game. Horror. And I think uh I think this is the one that had two screens showing different perspectives. Yeah, uh the medium had a new exclusive new trailer introducing key characters, the mysterious sadness, that's sadness with a capital S, mm-hmm. and Troy Baker's antagonist, the Maw. <laughs> no, that's with the Maw. The Maw. I wouldn't with the Maw, dude. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so, th- hey, thank you for your attendance at Tokyo Game Show 2020. Yeah. It was good to be there, a little awkward. Um, you were just very tall. That's all it was. I could stand in a crowded room and then see everything. Yeah, it's great. Hey, uh, as much as I liked your, your cliff notes on Tokyo Game Show, I need to know if you like a good stream. Oh, I love a good stream, particularly when it starts to flow. I like it uh, when I'm in front of a toilet. Yeah, the record, the record for the longest continuous stream comes in at over 1,000 hours straight. That's a lot. Twitch streamer GP Hustler yeah. <laughs> has been streaming nonstop since August. GP Hustler yeah. <laughs> and sleeping during his streams and even running daily errands like going to the grocery store. He's now aiming to become the first 24-7 streamer, so he will be the Fox News slash CNN of Twitch streaming. Uh, the previous record was held by uh, Rikizi. That sounds like right. That'll work. For streaming 200 Reese. straight hours. Rikizi. Yeah. <laughs> Rikizi. Quote, I'm so excited every day. I kind of don't want to stop. I want to live on Twitch now and be the streamer that's live on Twitch. You can any day of the, any time of the day, stop by G Hustler's channel and he will be live. Sean, Chris, yeah. if you want to be notor, be, be notor, notorious on Twitch, if you want to get your name out there, you have to do a thousand and one hours straight. I'm good. I just want to know how he's going to like, yeah. Like what? 
Rub does it, is it like, does it do it like a uh, Truman show? Like where he just put some like, you what know, peaceful music on and stream going. He, he, he goes off and does whatever. But when he goes to the grocery store, he's IRLing, bro. But is he like, so does he just cast the light against his body and you see the shadow on the wall and, you know, you just kind of figure out. Be allowed on Twitch. Like, honestly, probably not. I mean, seriously, you have to take care of yourself, you know? True. Even even if you're a nerd with with no r- relationship with whoever you like, you gotta take care of yourself. I that's just that shouldn't be the first thing I think about, but it is what it is. Ah, uh, the Truman Show. Yeah, okay, you know I I never seen the end of the Truman Show until recently. Oh, it's great movie. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm. I was in the I was in the movie theater working at the theater when that movie was out. Never finished watching it. Finally, one day watched it, had a whole thing, and saw him go out the thing and. Ed Harris was kind of a Richard to, to spoilers. <laughs> ah, let's see. So now that we are PC games chat, we like to talk about things that happen on Steam, and I'm okay with that, especially when John is the guy who's playing games on PC. It makes me happy. <laughs> so uh, to to not, it's not a surprise so much to me about Fall Guys, but another game, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, they sell really well on Steam. So Steam released its data on the best-selling games for August. Uh, to our surprise as a whole, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition and Fall Guys ranked highly among the top sellers. Many of the top releases came from developers' first ventures onto the platform. Fall Guys, uh, speaking of Twitch, that's a heavy, heavy stream game right now with all the big Twitch streamers. Imperion Galactic Survival, never heard of it. Fantasy no. Star Online 2. Yeah. That's that's kind of a big deal. Second. Undermine the Henry Stickman collection. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Risk of Rain 2. Factorio. Microsoft Flight Sim and Rogue Legacy 2 are your Steam bestsellers from August. Do you, listener, have you do you just own these games? I'd like to say that I was not surprised that either Fall Guys or Horizon Zero Dawn was on it. Yeah, uh, it, those are big, big, big games. There is a reason why Sony is putting in Microsoft too, or putting their exclusives on there and EA. Well, well they, they, were, sell. they were they were talking about people were talking about how Horizon was was sort of a dud on Steam, like you know, you know had had all the bugs and things, but they they were mm. suggesting that it really wasn't doing that well for a while. I felt like for the weeks leading up to it, and the same was true with Death Stranding, I would just like go look at the top 10 sellers and I would just consistently see that on there. And then Fall Guys came out and that was number one every day. It felt like for a month. And I was like, why are these people buying this game for 19 bucks when they can just go play it for free on PlayStation? (laughs) But I don't know. This next piece of news excites me tremendously. Um, Like a lot. PSVR Sony Patent is the title a Sony patent has been found and suggests the new PSVR. Ooh, that gives me the warm feelings will feature inside out tracking and new finger free controllers, much like the ones for Oculus. Those will be very nice inside out tracking suggests no need for an external camera to track your hand movements. It will be taken care of by the headset and a sensor within the controllers. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Thanks for that clarification. Uh, it, it really, some people don't know that, so that's very good by our news team. Nothing has been confirmed, of course. It's only a patent. Or is it? 
you guys yeah. know this. Many people think that a, a second edition of PSVR is coming out with the PS5, and I hope it is. I'm excited. Chest pounding, you know. I could I could definitely see not with the launch of PS or PS5, but right. I could definitely see them going into E3 next year and being like, This is coming this fall, by the way. Hopefully with less wires. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. <laughs> Especially now that you have like Dear God. I, I wanna say Oculus Quest 2 is at least on the power level now of a PSVR. So, mm-hmm. you know, them being able to do that with no wires. I think that's got to be Sony's next goal. Because I mean, I'll, I'll get—I don't have long hair. It's very short. Like, think of a uh, hair clippers at like the number two guard short. Yeah. And when I play the PSVR, there's hair hanging off, and I feel like you know, I'm flapping <laughs> my hair back to get it out the way. And the visual <laughs> right now is making John giggle. <laughs> at the very least, it'd be nice if whenever they do do this, that it's kind Dude. of similar to how the Quest is, where yes, you'll have your certain games like for hopefully at that point, if you want to play Beat Saber, you just have, you know, your wireless device and you play Beat Saber and you don't have to worry about it. Versus say, if at some point they want to bring Half-Life Alex from Steam to PSVR, right? Or whatever, you know, some big game, then you can have something that hooks up and maybe isn't as intrusive as it used to be, that kind of thing. For, for sure. Like, I, I agree 100%. Uh, that takes us to our last three news articles. I'll give you the titles. Zombies, Xbox Games with Gold, and the best title for the last one ever, Happy Endings. John, do you want zombies or happy endings? Oh, I would love zombies. Okay, John gets zombies. Chris, you get Xbox Games with Gold. I mean, it's I'm your the Xbox reporter. You're the guy, and I'll do happy endings. So let's get it, John. Zombies. Today, we will be getting a new look. At 1 p.m. Eastern Time of Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Code Wall Zombies. The reveal will go live on the official Call of Duty YouTube channel. What began in Call of Duty World at War has grown into a massive portion of the series with the longest running storyline starting years ago and continuing through 2018's Black Ops 4. Tune so, in, so, so, so we all we all know um Ryan Leaf of the show Mike. Loves this is official uh, Ryan Leaf news show, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. So we had Moe's yesterday together and he he brought it up. He was like, you know, it got confirmed, you know, that zombies is definitely in the game, bro. That's not how he talks at all. And I was like, Are you still excited about zombies? And he was like, Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> buying the game. And I was like, you still excited about zombies? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. So but see, uh, that's like the difference between him and us, right? Like, whereas yeah. I said, like me and you are the guys that I think if you had played dynasty warriors back in the day, you'd be where our, I am, where Josh is, where we're like, yeah, that was fun. That was the time moved huh. on. But man, that man, Ryan leaf, he loves something. It's, it, it takes a lot for him to let go. And I'll tell you this fans of zombies like him yeah we'll know all the tricks so if we do end up playing with him we'll know what to do because zombies always confuses me yeah <laughs> there are literal things you you know you have to do in it but i want to see how they tie it in you know i'm more excited about the ronald reagan story i'm excited about you know the new multiplayer what how will it change will it be crazy will it you know will it feel good um yeah it's gonna feel so good and and then now we get to add this this other layer of zombies so that'll be cool 
It'd be uh, funny if the zombie mode was really just a recreation of Point Break and you were playing as the ex-president, so one of you was Reagan, <laughs> one was LBJ. That's hilarious. Um, I don't know how many more for this generation we're going to have, Chris, but Xbox games with gold. No, this will be the last one before we get the new uh, one, though some tells me we won't get a Series X game for quite some time on there <laughs> uh, but that's it yeah games for gold for october you got slay away camp butcher's cut uh made of skur <laughs> costume quest which is a beloved halloween classic just in time there from old tim schaefer and oh, sphinx in the cursed mummy so what's, there you go check them out <laughs> costume quest definitely the uh star of that group i would say yeah probably this is definitely a halloween tim schaefer if if you name drop him, one, I know who that is. And two, I can already kind of imagine what kind of quirkiness that game's going to have. Mm. What if they, what if Microsoft made Tim Schafer and Todd Howard make a game together? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Be the weirdest oh. thing. <clears throat> Finally this week, Chris. <laughs> Finally this week. Yeah. Happy endings, right? The best, right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. According to Blizzard, the end game, while still in development, will have a philosophy built around more depth and replayability than what is currently available with the Paragon system in Diablo 3. Paragon wants the system to be a, an easy-to-learn, difficult-to-master concept. This is designed where the difficult-to-master component will come in and should meet the expectations of the most hardcore Diablo players out there. Like my wife. Your wife. And we're not talking about Diablo Immortals. Whoa. Whoa. Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Whoa. Which is obviously what we want, not a stupid mobile game like John. Yeah, I guess their their replayability, once you really get into it and you've gotten the highest gear Mm -hmm. out there, is more about doing the seasons, which definitely were rewarding. And, you know, we're a blast to go through. But it would be nice to know that, like, to whatever they do next time it could continue to evolve right like that might be the one knock you put on there is that once you've seen it like yeah it's fun because you never know what kind of situation you're going to get when you go into uh into one of the what you call it what are they called i can't remember. i'm laughing because for some reason i only see you with a goatee now and you look it's awesome and i don't know how to tell you that other than it looks awesome i used to wear a goatee way i know but like a yeah you did but right now with the the low low haircut and and the way that the the side of your beard is fa- it's not faded i don't want to say that but it's not as prevalent Ray. it's not <laughs> prevalent as the mustache and stuff i'm yeah. like oh, yeah. does he go back to, to does he bring back the goatee who knows <laughs> but yeah that was that was made the one knock is that you were even though every level was randomly generated and they could be really fun and hectic you didn't what? necessarily you didn't necessarily see a, a ton of variety, right? So maybe they can add in a lot of stuff with that. That'd be fine. <sighs> That'd for, be fine. For players. Um, all right. I, that's all the news you guys, anything else you want to add? Or are you guys ready to go to the uh, emails and social media part of the show? Oh, I'm ready. You ready? You good? Chris, you good? Yeah, let's do it. Well done today, John, even though we got them late, you know, it, it they all were right. there. In my mind, you had them. <laughs> it, it doesn't. They're top notch. It's it's like a plug and play. 
you could we could go live and you could send them then and we'd still be good you yeah. could send them at the beginning of news and we'd be good it's <laughs> that's how good they are so yeah <laughs> all right from the future from the year 3000 uh first of all thank you so much for sending emails and if you would like to send emails uh like our first email scott you can do that by um typing you know in the to field of your email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com once again that's weeklygameschat at gmail.com and john if you would like, and you would be so kind, why don't you read that first one from Scott? Coming from Scott. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so glad Sean is back. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all have been lacking emails, so here's an email. Should I punch my child for saying TM, TMNT2, the arcade game, looks pretty decent for being so old? Uh, yes, Scott, you should punch him and not mm. punch him once, but punch him four times in game, in, in game, <laughs> weekly game chat does not condone physical violence. Against in game, bro. Uh, you should punch him from Donatello. You should punch him from Leonardo. You should punch him for Raphael and you should punch him for Michelangelo. I kid, I kid. He says, what old school game do you, um, what old school games do you, do you, or have you all shared with your kids, nieces or nephews? Love you guys. Even though you're Bammers and a dog. Yeah. Bammers means Alabama fans and a dog means Georgia, John. Thanks, man. <laughs> Go balls. <laughs> the ginger bear. What up, ginger bear, Scott? Thank you for that email. Um, <laughs> what game have I shared with Tinley? I don't know. Minecraft. <laughs> um, um, I guess I used, you from our childhood. Yeah. When I, I was younger, I would. Uh, I basically shared how much I could dominate my nephew who was really huge in the football in Madden <laughs> consistently. Awesome. I, I tried to get Tinley to play on a Super Nintendo, that mini system. Mm-hmm. And she, eh, she's, she's not really into classic games. And I, th- I feel like I failed. I had one job. <laughs> I failed. Did you introduce Aiden to anything? Yeah, Aiden used to love uh, the original Super Mario All-Stars. Because oh, okay. I had I had I had that game on the Wii, at, and and at the time it was just a direct emulation of um, the classic Super NES titles. Uh, he played a lot of those, so that was sort of his introduction to Mario and what got him so into Mario. Because he he loved Mario for years. Mm-hmm. Now he now he doesn't even talk to him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, hey Sean, yes. I was checking out the email section on the uh, Discord, and Punkhead wrote in and said, it's recording time, and I forgot to send an email to the fellows. Hopefully, one of y'all stepped up. Sandeem is high school football rules! So, <laughs> just want to make sure that got on the show. That was from Punkhead? Yes. From our Discord? Thank you, Punkhead. MVP so far, sir. But, Chris, we do have an electronic mail from the future. I do. From, from JR. He says, hey, coaches. Here's your email. What up? Thank you, sir. 
This podcast is the only one I want to make sure I listen to. With no commute, it's spread over about three days of walking the dog, but still quality content as always. Yeah. Especially with the three of you together. Please Aww. continue that for my ears. Thank you. I just finished Ori in the Blind Forest on Switch, and now I'm platforming my way through Will of the Wisp. Such an amazing game. My eight-year-old is playing Blind Forest, and I'm embarrassed to say he's mastered the Jinso Tree Water Escape faster Holy crap. than I did. Yeah, Great it's a hard moment. one. Uh, he just has better reflexes than me. <laughs> Plus, I'm old and dumb. Yes. So, opinions needed, although I'm sure I can guess what y'all will say. I've always been a PlayStation person and was 100% getting a PS5, but between Games Pass and Bethesda now selling their soul, I'm finding myself conflicted for the first time. I'll probably still go with the PS5. I want that Demon Souls remake, but might consider an Xbox sometime next year once Bethesda announces their exclusives. It seems you all prefer Xbox over PlayStation. Just curious as why. Thoughts and prayers, your mom's box. Nine! Your wife. JR. Uh, I, I think, I, I mean, how do I say this? Next gen? Maybe we're preferring Xbox. Maybe, but currently, if I've come across that I preferred Xbox, uh, I want to clear that up. I'm PS4 guy all the way. Uh, John is the noted Nintendo fanboy at 1A. I'm at 1B. And Chris <laughs> is hardcore Xbox guy. Um, but you're right. I'm also conflicted because I was going to get a PS5. One, the pre-order failed. Two, Bethesda was bought for Microsoft and they announced this amazing Games Pass thing. And I went, oh my God, I got to get an Xbox. Three, the new Xbox looks cooler than the, uh, you know, router PlayStation 5 look. But still, it is what it is, sir. Um, guys, we didn't put Ori on our list at all. I love me some Ori. Mm. I know. <laughs> I think there's more games like that that... Um, I don't know. I mean, they just didn't make the top three, but those are Ori. Both Ori's are fantastic games, right? There's, I it's, mean, there were a lot of amazing games. It's definitely in the conversation. <laughs> it's in the conversation for this year, for sure. Yeah, Will of Wisp, for sure. You're right on that. Um, why am I Xbox over PlayStation, JR? I guess. I mean, I used to, yeah, play, PlayStation 2. I was hardcore on that. I think we all were. And then Halo came out, and that's what got me to get an Xbox. Um, but then through the 360 generation, you quickly saw like, oh, wow, Xbox are the innovators. Like Microsoft was really pushing where games were going. It felt like better than anyone. Uh, and then they had this period where Don Matrick tried to ruin the company. But since then, it's felt like, especially since Phil came in, they're back to that mantra. Like I feel more so than Sony xbox innovates more on this like sony sony i think is the better maybe studio uh, uh, organizing studios that organically come up with great franchises i give sony that win for sure but like i'm always just excited to see what what xbox is doing and this games pass thing is the latest thing it's like crazy the other day i downloaded resident evil 7 i was never really huge on that but like these two guys were especially john but you know it's on my Xbox and I'll probably check it out here pretty soon. You're not going to play it. You're going to be too scared. I'm telling you right now. Dude. I played, I played like the first 10 minutes and I was like, okay, terrifying. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding you. It is so scary, dude. And John wants me to play it on VR and I want to play for John on VR. And I don't know why, why am I going to do that to myself? I don't I know. Will, 
I want to be there. <laughs> That's what, when, when quarantine when quarantine ends or you know whatever. John's gonna come over. I'm strapping on a, a VR headset, and I'm gonna be the scaredest dude ever playing that game. What am I gonna strap on? Uh, hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we have a third email and a fourth coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I could not be happier. Once again, weeklygameshat at gmail.com. Just like Lucy. Hey, guys. Hey, Lucy. Hello. Uh, I've hey, emailed Lucy. you a couple of times. Haven't you gotten any of them? Yes, uh, we, we have. have. We've we've read. Uh, one of them was very long, and it was a week we were kind of going long. So we kind of hit the cliff notes of it. Um, anyways, I think you're super cool. But honestly, sometimes I think you're radio edit. Uh, but then you say you got wives. We do. Well, Chris doesn't have a wife. John and oh. I, we got wives. Um, Penny. Right. Um, so uh, then you ask kind of like where we live, where we're from. Uh, did we get to any of those games you talked about? I think we did. I think one of the games we did talk about. Um, how come you haven't talked about Quantum Break? We did. We did. I don't remember the episode number. But might Chris, not be available anymore. <laughs> it might not. It might have been one of those ones that were purged. Yeah. Uh, but Chris played it. He thought it was okay. I th- if I remember, about a seven or eight, not too groundbreaking, but okay. Yeah, it's definitely not my favorite thing Remedy did. But I, I would say there's a lot of things that Remedy probably figured out in that game that then went into control. Um, she said, "Was it too boring?" Or the only one who liked it? I don't think you're the only one who liked it. I just don't think it was a major, yeah, your title. Um, then she goes on to say it doesn't matter. She's only playing Call of Duty right now. Hey. <laughs> I wonder if that's Warzone or like a old Call of Duty. I'm not sure. One more thing. Uh, do you know about an awesome sniper game? I do. Um, I did message you from our weekly game chat Twitter, which um, I mentioned Sniper Elite 4. I love that series. John, did you ever get around to playing Sniper Elite at all? No, just really just got They're- into the zombie. Oh, uh, yeah. That one. You can you can snipe with and hit man. You could do that. <laughs> well, she does say she plays Sniper Fury, but some of the scenarios, uh, while being awesome, you're not really into combat. If you know what she means, uh, it feels more like a Hitman story, which Chris just said you can snipe in, uh, mm-hmm. rather than a combat game with war stuff. And uh, sh- uh, so that's kind of a pity. Well, she'll continue to listen to us, and she sends a big kiss. Um, oh, and she misses Chris saying topic. I guess for topic time. Shut it down. Shut it down. Uh, thanks again, Lucy. Um, meeting us one day would occur if we ever do a meet and greet, which I'm going to pitch to the boys, and they just don't know it yet. Uh, final email for this week is from Dan. Howdy, WGC crew. That's you guys. Nice. Howdy. Hey. Yeah, there you go. That's how that works. Uh, I've been thinking about getting a VR headset, but really don't know what to get. Uh, mm. They are not cheap. And they're they're not. And so I want to make sure I get the right one. I believe that Sean and Chris have one. So I wanted to know your thoughts and prayers about what to get and what things I need to consider. I have a relatively decent gaming laptop, an Xbox One and a PS4 Pro. Though the recent news about Bethesda with all the other recent WRPG acquisitions and of course Games Pass means that there is no doubt I'll be getting my Series X. Uh, does the VR work standalone and where can I get games from? I really want that immersive experience that always lacks slightly while playing on a traditional console or PC. VR gamers call that flat. Uh, quick Sekiro update. Sekiro. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that's what he said. And I had a long chat and I've decided to see other people for a while. 
Uh, we both want different things and feels it's time we took some time apart. Um. <laughs> uh, so wait, did I, so Sekiro was like his girlfriend and now they're done. Is that what that meant? Yeah. That's what that meant. Yeah. No. I got stuck on the lone shadow Valhan. He is hard. Jojo just before Aldad. I don't know what that means. It's like a second language. John knows. And after shadow, uh, right before Aldad. I believe that's that one ninja. That's like oh. in that room right before you go up to fight Aldad. Yeah, dude, all choice. you gotta do, Dan, is just umbrella him. Just mm. that's the umbrella is the key to beating that guy. Well, he says after two hours banging his head using all his consumables, he thought, "I'm not enjoying this. Mm. I feel you so much, Dan, but I was on an ogre that you dominated." Um, <laughs> so I downloaded and started playing Resident Evil Seven again. Yeah, you did. As it came on Games Pass, second mention of Resident Evil on Games Pass, boys. See? And uh, I'm having a much better time. So you like to be scared. Chris just has no idea. Uh, love the show, the content, and the bants. Uh, yeah, it is, it is short for banter, in case you're wondering. Uh, it's about time for another drunk show, I think. That was hilarious. Take we care, should. guys. Kind regards, Dan. I am down for a drunk show. When's the next time you're doing a topic? I'll just drink during that. Listen, <laughs> we don't have to drive. We're all at home. It we does can, make it easier. It makes it easier to just be hammered on a show. I, I, I don't know if I could listen to afterwards. What was the night we were, um, was it the Xbox we were trying to pre-order? <laughs> yeah. Chris yeah. was, uh, and Chris was, no, busy. no, it was the PS5 because I wasn't pre-ordering and you guys were, and I was trying to find things for you, but man, was I drunk while I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Chris uh, is hilarious when he's drunk. So mm. if you don't want to send an email, uh, that's fine. You can also contact us on Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. Well, just to go back to, he had a Are question. You, oh, there, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Doug, um, I don't know what to suggest to you because I don't know how your your how good your PC gaming laptop is. If it is truly like a a decent, solid thing, can run a lot of stuff very well, right? Um, then I would definitely tell you go with the Oculus Quest Two. Otherwise, you know, if you're wanting to get into it, really right now with, with your PS4 Pro, your best option very well just might be PSVR. Even though it's not going to be the best VR out there, that's fine. It'll, it'll you get know. your feet wet. Um, yeah. Bundles now, too, where you get multiple games or, or the, the sticks you need to play VR yeah. games. Uh, there's the Iron Man bundle right now, which is fantastic. Um, mm. There's an Astrobot bundle with Moss that's fantastic. Uh, just just kind of look into that, and if you, if you feel like you're going to hold on to the PlayStation Pro, get an Xbox, then that right now that's kind of like your thing, and then maybe you could uh, sell or trade in if your GameStop is still open in the future. Yeah, your PlayStation Four and your PS VR bundle to get the PS Five and the new PS VR. Uh, but I do think that even if you get a PS Five, your current PS VR, if you got it. It's going to be the one you play on that system for a little while. So thank you for reminding me to answer that question, Chris, because that kind of wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. But Chris owns an Oculus OG, like one. Oculus Rift, yeah. Yeah, and but he's got a really good gaming computer that can run it and mm-hmm. stuff. And he even had one before the new build. I do yeah. have to say the the Quest 2 has definitely piqued my, my interest. So yeah. I'm not sure when, but if there was something else that came out in VR, I'd probably go for it. 
So check the specs on that laptop. Maybe think about the Quest 2. Or if not, I, I endorse the PSVR for sure. Um, so now I think I'm good to move on to Twitter. Yeah, do it. My apologies for that. Um, if you want to give us a tweet or a DM on Twitter, you can do that at Weekly Games Chat. I do want to thank uh, Robert Mikado36. You mentioned us in a uh, be- basically the best in section for gamings and podcasts. Us along with another uh, few podcasts. Thank you for that, dude. Um, that's the kind of love that I don't know how to emote other than thank you because you don't you don't understand what that means to me and i'm sure the guys feel the same um it's it's just crazy when you guys do that for us thank you thank you uh david underscore mcclendon uh he added us along with studio mdhr and saying finally beat hashtag cuphead on nintendo switch tough as nails but worth the fist pounding effort chris you're up (laughs) that's a souls game (laughs) yeah wait oh cuphead yeah uh lucy that she mentioned uh that she she tweeted at us that she sent an email we did get that read for you uh so thanks again lucy for reaching out to us on twitter um david underscore mcclendon and and myself had a uh kind of a talk um Hmm. once i think it was after the news of xbox and bethesda no it would have been before that let me see Oh, it was on release day last week, I think. It was a beautiful he says it was a beautiful fall day. There's a new episode of Weekly Games Chat after a brief hiatus, and Chris is still lingering in his ambiguously permanent role as ghost host of the show. Grateful for a job, but makes me want to play hot hooky, drive to the mountains, hike, and have a beer. I told him, Look, uh, dude, if I could, I'd hooky with you, drive to the mountains, hike, and have some beers. It sounds excellent. Look, when you're a ghost, I don't have a choice when I leave. You know, there's something that's got to happen to make me leave. So I'm just kind of lingering like a ghost does. Okay. <laughs> he said some, I said, uh, I would totally play hooky. And he said someday, sir, perhaps we can do that again. What if we have a meet and greet? It could happen. So then later, just, just a few hours later, he replied back to us with, with selfies of him and his wife, his wife. Thanks guys. Um, I may or may not have followed through on my idea. I did leave work early because my back was hurting, got home, decided to exercise to help pro tip, a hike and a beer. And then he adds beer chase brew. That's a beer company is the best remedy for a slip disc. <laughs> Technically, I guess my wife, your wife, your wife, did play hooky and the view you sent from your selfie in the yellow shirt, sir. Um, that's top notch. And he says it all started with good feels from a new episode. So I guess I should give credit where credit is due. You guys are doing the Lord's work. Much as Chick-fil-A is doing the Lord's chicken. <laughs> we're, really doing, we're doing the Lord's work uh, in podcast world. So I don't, let me, I don't think there's any other newer mentions. Let me just double check real quick, guys. You know, you know what I'm saying? Let me just double check. Uh, any personals? No, not at all. So let's go back to the home page. Let's go back to likes where we did have some new followers. Four new followers since last time. This makes me very happy. Mm. A James Clark 10. Thank you for the follow. Following you back, sir. You will see all the new updates from weekly game chat on Twitter. At Indie Film Pod. Uh, 
Thank you so much. They they say they're the the class clown and teacher with a master's degree, critically reviewing movies while having some fun. They appear to be a podcast or some sort of show. Thank you for the follow and follow back. Um, at Val uh, Galbraith, thank you so much for the follow, following you back. Hope and at Hawk, uh, <laughs> it appears that Val is not uh, Val Kimmer. That that she is a different Val. It's not. Uh, it's not Iceman. It's not Iceman. Oh. Um, and then finally, at Hawk Hellfire, um, you're an analyst in the video game industry. You collect video games, and you also co-host a podcast. That's what's up. Hey, there you they, go. Hey, we we know how that feels. Thank you so much for the follow. Following you back. Uh, if you want to be in this conversation, it's at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. For all you um, older folks out there, like myself and John, uh, see Twitter is. I'm kidding. Uh, if you want to just send an email at Weekly Games Chat. Then you would say weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And then if you want constant banter between all of the the fans of the show and and we kind of we have some celebrities fans, I think, that are more interactive than others that we call out. Um, you can go to Discord. It's fantastic. There's all kind of stuff. There's comedy, there's pictures, there's uh legit tech talk. Um you can take all, the mic home with you. All the things. All Wait, the things. Um, and to follow up on Punkhead's email that he sent on Weekly Games Chat in the Discord, Overblown Truth said, oh, crap, I forgot as well. Well, Overblown David. Truth, I didn't forget you, okay? Yes, that means you can be on the clock for next week. You're on the, it starts it, now. It starts now. Um, this has been episode, Chris, help me out. 276. <laughs> 276. We appreciate all the love and support, and uh, you can find us on any platform of your choice pretty much uh itunes is our go-to where uh wherever you get your podcasts from please make sure to leave us a review i look today and our uh our podcast is at a 4.6 on itunes i think that's pretty good i'm sure there's some funny folks out there that that gave us the ones even though they didn't follow the rules you're supposed to you know subtract one from five if five is the best then like double it and stuff and you didn't pay attention you skipped a step on that. Yeah, yeah. You forgot I totally, the buy didn't happen, and you double it. I, and then that gets it back to the thing. That's right. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you all so much. Um, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And next time we talk to you guys, it will be October. Can you believe it? I cannot. I can because it comes after September. It I'm does. Chris. Good, good point, Chris. Um, are you guys good? Anything else? Yeah. You want to no, I, I've got a thing to build, so I'm good. Uh, this is true. John, you're good, buddy. So good. So good. Uh, so, so with good. that, I will simply say to Chris first, sir, game on. Game on, Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. Game on, Chris and Sean. Game on, uh, John. <laughs> I love that. he. That's the second week he snuck that in. It's fantastic. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. <laughs> good life. <laughs>